0: It is time for another Kutztown University football presentation right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KR Kutztown. Our sixth broadcast of the year brings in the Millersville Marauders into town to take on your Golden Bears. Today's game can be heard on our airwaves, 1670 AM, as well as our online streaming platforms like TuneIn, MyTuner, and the Radio Garden app. You can also hear our broadcast by dialing 563-999-3101. And with that, let's send it over to Andre Reef Plus team. for the call of today's game, here is Jack Heim, Josh 2 and Mitchell Smedley.
1: As as well as gold and hot
2: From Andre Reed Stadium on the campus of Kutztown University, we'd like to welcome you into this presentation of Kutztown Golden Bears football here on KUR 1670 AM. Your home for all things Golden Bears football. Josh, the regular season is coming into its final weeks, and the Golden Golden Bears will play their final regular season game here if everything goes according to plan here this week as they welcome in the visiting rival Millersville Marauders. Josh, so glad to be here with you. We will meet the third member of our broadcasting team later on in the pregame show as our on. Field reporter Mitchell Smedley will be joining us again this week. Was not with us last week on the trip up to Haven, where the Golden Bears were victorious by a score of seven to three, a hard fought defensive battle with the lone touchdown in that game coming in the early stages of the second quarter as redshirt freshman QB, Judd Novak, found a wide out Sincere Thomas for an eleven yard score. The lone touchdown of the day between the two teams. But Josh Lock haven they were, they're a nice up-and-coming story this year. What Coach Mulrooney's up there doing in his second year with the Bald Eagles is truly special. Uh, I don't think he's got that program trending in the right direction. His down certainly had their hands full a week ago. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Coach Mulrooney is doing a great job with the Lock Haven Bald Eagle program, turning it around. That's what you want from a head coach. Whenever you hire someone new and you're a struggling program, one of the questions you ask is, how do you plan to turn our program around? And I don't know the answer he gave in the interview, but... Whatever he's doing up there, he's certainly doing to say the least. And not to mention that Kutztown touchdown was in the first quarter. Field goal from Lockheedman in the second quarter. No score whatsoever in the second half. A lot of drives that could have turned into points that Kutztown could not capitalize on. But you you live, you learn, and
2: I'm ready to see the corrections be made. Absolutely, Josh. Yes, you are correct about that. That was on their second drive of the game, was their touchdown drive for KU? It was an 11-play, 86-yard drive where they took over at their own 14, marched it right down the field. That was the most comfortable that Golden Bear offense looked today. And the reason we're so focusing on that scoring drive is because the Golden Bears haven't done a lot of scoring lately in their past couple weeks. The 7-3 win against... Lockhaven last week, two weeks ago, it was a nine six overtime win right here at Andre Stadium. The last time the Golden Bears were home against Shippensburg. So Judd Novak and, and company are really looking to turn a page today and find some, you know, regain success from earlier games in the year. Yeah, absolutely.
0: He's looking to get in that rhythm and that's we'll talk about that when we get to our keys to the game, but I really need him to get in that rhythm. I need him to look comfortable. I need him to play comfortable, right? It's every week you're fighting for that position, and it's almost like he's concerned that he's not going to keep that position if that's what it might be, right? But you can't focus on that. You just need to play comfortable. I think if he played a little more comfortable, he would look so much better. You can almost tell that he's playing with some sort of nervousness in his system, I think, just from the way that he's playing, right? But his reads, though, are impressive to say the least. So it's an interesting situation with Judd, but. What I like about him the most is not only how young he is and how much more time he has here with the Golden Bear football program specifically, but what he has shown so far, I think, helps a
2: lot to the Golden Bear's offense. Yeah, absolutely it does. Look, for Kutztown, it's just about making things simpler for the retrofresh quarterback. You're seeing a lot of underneath, but you know, underneath to try to build that confidence to go deep, When Novak first came in and we saw him in their first home game against Mercyhurst, he looked confident. Throwing the ball down the field, big play touchdown in their first home game of the year against Mercyhurst down the scene to Makai Gibson. That's been a nice deep ball connection here between those two redshirt freshmen. I want to see Kutztown's offense get back to that, taking shots down the field and letting Novak be confident in his arm and his ability to air it out instead of just trying to limit him to, you know, to the underneath. And I get why they're doing that. Trying to build up his confidence by making sure he can get those underneath throws before they truly let him unleash his capabilities down the field. But I love what I saw. He looked like he was playing so much more loosely earlier in the year. Now as the season is, you know, Coming down in this final couple weeks as this is their last Eastern Division home game for the Golden Bears before they go to Westchester next week to round out their Eastern Division play. And as of this moment, they sit first in the Eastern Division and would get a spot in the PSAC title game. Again, they have to take care of business these next two weeks to ensure that they would meet Slippery Rock right now as they are the top dog in the Western Division. They're taking on Clarion today, a scoreless battle in the second quarter. of That one, pretty surprising as Slippery Rock managed to take care of Cal U Uh, Pennsylvania last week at home in a big-time Western Division showdown, but that's for a couple weeks. For here and now against Millersville, this is a Marauders bunch. Three and five on the year, one and four in Eastern Division play. They opened up PSAC East play by snapping their 19-game losing streak against Westchester. They won that game 23 to 14 at their home field. But ever since, things have really gone downhill. Losers of four in a row in the Eastern Division and a tough test today coming to play at Andre Reed Stadium, which will be ruckus for the homecoming environment. And also, whether it's homecoming or not, Andre Reed Stadium, one of the toughest places to play at all of the PSAC, Josh. No doubt about it. I absolutely agree with that.
0: I think Andre Reed Stadium is a tough place to play just because of how great the home crowd shows out week in, week in, out, week out. But I I think Millersville does have their hands full, right? But I think they definitely do have the capabilities to take care of that, and that comes through Jaheim Morris. We'll talk about him a little bit later. But what a leader he is for that Millersville Marauder team. I saw him all last season. I saw him last season against that Kutztown game, and he gave everything Kutztown could handle, and then more. He was impressive, to say the least. I think I would, if you were tuned into our Bloomsburg broadcast a couple weeks ago, I would take him, I would consider him Kale Monaco times three with how forceful he is, with how explosive he is. He is a force to be reckoned with, but he has a bigger force coming up today, coming in Andre Reed Stadium
2: and Kutztown with their stout run defense has seen some very talented running backs especially in the PSAC you mentioned Caleb Monaco of Bloomsburg we talked about Lockhaven last week they boast the conference's leading rusher and he's a top 10 rusher nationally in Division 2 Chris Collier huge part of what makes that bald Eagles offense go so Kutztown has certainly seen their fair share of talented halfbacks this year in the PSAC that does not stop today Josh like you mentioned Jaheen Morris we'll talk more about him what makes him so special coming up later on in the pregame i want to take this time to look back at this series, and it's one that largely Kutztown has dominated. Going back to 2010, they haven't lost. The Golden Bears have won 12 games in a row over Millersville. Last year, a very close meeting between these two. Golden Bears eked out a win 20-13 to on the road against the Marauders. Last win for the Marauders against Kutztown came back in 2009 in a double overtime thriller, 41-35. Millersville looks to do something they haven't done in over a decade here today on Drew Reed Stadium, and that is take down the Golden Bears. Josh, for Millersville, you mentioned to What are the other keys for them to, to be able to take down this Golden Bears team today?
0: Uh, so I think... I think it's gonna come down to how you play as a unit right i'm one of those firm believers in saying it's not a one-man show it's not a two-man show i'm a firm believer in saying it's an 11-man show and i mean it's just playing as a unit right and i think that's something kutztown has done very well we've seen that now week in and week out and i think overall that's something that Kutstown ultimately has to be priding themselves on and i think Miller's going to have their hands full today, to say the least, Jack, with a lot of different factors, right? So, I think it's just with those factors, Jack, I think it's not only who you play on the field, but it's also the external factors. The things you can't control right playing in an Andre Reed's team. We've talked about that. We've talked about homecoming crowd. We've talked about Kutztown's defense. There are so many things in Kutztown's favor today that this should be a runaway for the Golden Bears, and if it's not,
2: we might be running into some problems. Well, Kutztown's offense, I think, certainly got to turn a page and and get things figured out more specifically in the passing game. I think I really like what I saw to Jordan Davis last week against Lockhaven. Pretty solid showing there. His most special play in that game, to me, was there was a missed snap. Uh, It was snapped to the left of Novak loose on the ground. Davis just picks it up, makes a couple of Bald Eagles defenders miss for getting a first down and more to put them inside the Bald Eagles 40 in the third quarter of that game. Just shows how good of a tailback Jordan Davis is. Daryl Davis-McNeil was back in action for the first time in a couple weeks last week for Kutztown. Absolutely, Daryl Davis-McNeil is another key element of this Golden Bears running back room. And James Stewart, who's taken a step forward this year, as we've seen a lot more of him. He had an 100-plus yard game at Bloomsburg. So I really love what this Golden Bears running back room brings to the table with that three-headed monster of Stewart, Daryl Davis-McNeil, and Jordan Davis. And heck, you even have to mention Stephen Burkhart. Hasn't seen the field a whole lot this year, but when when he's been out there, he has made a pretty solid impact, especially looking back at that Shippensburg game. A couple of big runs in the second half of that one um, where some of the key games... He plays the game part of me for that Golden Bear offense in that win. It's just a solid run offense that they don't run through
0: one person, right? It's been that way since even Craig Reynolds came through the Golden Bear football program now playing with the Lions. It's it's been a program that they don't run one running back, it's almost a four deep. And plus two on top of that, their wide receiver tight end depth. It goes to about four deep that you'll see. So we look at 1D, 2D, who's your starter and your backup, but it goes way deeper than that because they are simultaneously inserting guys and taking guys out. And I think that's something you you like to see, not only one, because you're graduating a lot of members on the offense this year and next year. Also too, offense never gets, should never get tired because you're always inserting new guys into the mix. But, and I think that is going to give them some success. And all I think at this point they need is just one game for John Novak just to get in a rhythm. Just build some momentum. And that's it. He just needs one game build up momentum. And I'll talk about this more in my case to the game. He needs to build his momentum up. Take it into this postseason. And ultimately, we could have a great season on our hands. Not to mention that it's not a great season to begin with. But... Always,
2: always time to improve. Absolutely, Josh. And with the regular season winding down, again, only this game against Millersville here today at Andre Reed's Stadium. And next week, the Golden Bears will travel to take on their arch rivals in Westchester before a PSAC title game could be coming up here for Kutztown. It just so happened to be that they were scheduled to play Slippery Rock at the start of the season. uh, And both of these teams are leading their respective divisions, so they could see each other uh, in three weeks' time right here at Andre Reed Stadium, which would be a special, special showdown. These two teams have met each other on the PSAC title game several times before. 2021, the most recent time, but again, that is for a couple weeks. They have to focus on getting things right today, especially offensively. The defense already looks in that midseason form. They have looked so. Really, after those first two weeks, they came back here, got comfortable against Mercyhurst. The defensive side of the ball, Golden Bears haven't looked back. Offensively, though, again, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but Novak got to get comfortable in the pocket. I think that's something that's going to be huge today because Millersville likes to bring the heat defensively. Novak's got to get comfortable in the pocket, settle down, uh, progress through his reads on timely fashion, and you know continue to take those steps forward. He's only a redshirt freshman quarterback. He is young, and he's shown those flashes of talent that you know can mean he could be a really, really special quarterback here for the Maroon and Gold. But This offensive time is running low. they got to show a sense of urgency, turn a page, and show that they have that extra gear to them in these final two weeks. Well, Josh, we're going to step aside real quickly. Some unusual weather here in late October. We'll give you more information about that with our advisor, Mike to giving you today's weather forecast here from Andre Reed Stadium. Kutztown versus Millersville, game time around 2 o'clock. Temperature is going to be unseasonably warm around 77 degrees. Uh, Final snap should be around 74 degrees, somewhere around 4.30 in the afternoon. No concerns of any rain today. Beautiful crystal clear sunshine throughout the game. Big changes coming tomorrow, though, so enjoy the weather for today. Happy homecoming, Kutztown University. Go Golden Bears.
3: If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there.
4: You can say how are you or get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You could write him a text or knit him a sweater. If you can't be together, you can write him a letter. Whatever, whatever,
5: whatever gets you talking. Ooh. Whatever, whatever,
4: whatever gets you talking. Ooh. You could chat on the game, kick off your flip-flops. You can ask on your couch while you binge watch. However you do it, you gotta ask a friend And if they don't share, you can ask again Whatever, whatever,
5: whatever gets you talking Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking
3: Reach out to a friend about their mental health Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation
0: You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown.
2: Live here at Andre Reed Stadium as our pregame coverage continues here on KUR. 1670 AM, your home for all things Golden Bears football. But now it is time to meet the third member of our broadcasting team down from on the field, Mitchell Smedley. Mitch, great to have you back on the broadcast, buddy.
6: And great to be back, Jack and Josh, and I could not have asked for a better day. I think I brought the good weather back from Florida. You know, I was sitting down there, and I saw that the temperature was 79 degrees, and I said to my brother, this is the perfect temperature. I want this at all times, and after suffering through the cold and the rain and the wind just two short weeks ago, we have a feels-like temperature, Jack and Josh, of 79 on the field right now. Some passing clouds right now, overcast, but the sun is popping in and out. Relatively low humidity. And a very amped-up crowd here at Andre Reed Stadium for your game-time conditions. Barely any breeze. Turnovers should be hard to come by. Look for Kutztown's offense to control the football all day long. I think we'll have ourselves a fun homecoming here at KU. I'll be uh, checking in intermittently throughout the game, telling you what's going down, going on down here. But until that time, back up to you and Josh. Happy homecoming, boys.
0: Thank you, Mitch. Hope your time down in Florida was great. And we talked to Jack two weeks ago about how terrible the weather can do for he's a trooper. I think he's definitely earned a day full of sunshine and warm. But great to have Mitch
2: back, Jack. Absolutely, it is. Mitch rides a different dynamic from being down on the field, what he can report. Uh, for this environment and I got to tell you Josh, the fans here at Andrean Stadium always do a great job of making sure these stands are full but especially today on homecoming these stands are jam-packed, hard to find a seat empty and it's only pregame. there's still 14 minutes till kickoff here at Andrean Stadium for this 2pm game, first 2pm game here this season, usually we're starting at noon but a couple hours later, mean that maybe it's not going to be as hot as the game progresses.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I think now the sun has peaked between the clouds. So it's not as hot up here, Jack, but I'll tell you what is really hot right now. Those maroon hot gold bears. And that was a, a term I coined last game. Uh, and I and I stand by that statement. Just I'll talk more about it, but I know you like offense, but I love defense more. Defense is playing their best game. Re- really, recently, to say the least, not giving up a touchdown in their past three games. That was that Lock Haven, that Shippensburg game, and that Bloomsburg game. Impressive, to say the least. Twelve points in total they've given up in their past three games.
2: On. Un- Unbelievable, to say the least, Jack. Yeah, absolutely. This Golden Bears defense has come to play all season long, but they've really turned it on uh, since PSAC East Division play has started. They held a potent Shepherd offense to three points in their first PSAC East game of the year. Really, the only game that was a slugfest with both offenses was the East Stroudsburg game right here—a 34-27 win for KU in that one. So, Kutztown's always a defensive-minded team. We've seen that over the course of you know the past several years, and that's kind of a Jim Clement staple. The defense is hard. Notice they're physical. They come to play, and they let you know their presence is here. Week in and week out. Uh, but offensively, we mentioned enough times, I want to see the running game really, really get going early in today's game. And that, I'm going to tease that a little bit. That's one of my keys to the game here. Get the run going. Impose your will. You're the better team. You're going to probably be mo- the more physical team that I would go out on a limb and assume that. you got to impose your will. And I think that starts on the ground, whether it's Jordan Davis, Daryl Davis, you whichever running back establishes themselves early. I want to see Kutcheon really... You know, pound the rock today and play some smash mouth football here at Andre Reed. You mentioned it, Jack. I was just going to say that. I need,
0: I need more of the term called smash mouth football. That's a term used by a lot of football fans and a lot of football teams. Basically, just saying pound the rock, and that's what it comes down to. You need to be aggressive on the on the offensive side of the ball, and if you give up a turnover or two. I can take that if you play some Smash Mouth football, absolutely. You need to take some risk in the game of football. Not Definitely not in situations when it's, clo- when it's a closer score, like 7-0. But if you're up by two scores, take a risk or two. Why not? Because not only does it set the tone, but it, it makes a statement to Millersville, specifically in this case, that we're here ready to play, and you've got to deal with it. And I think... If Quintestown plays a more smash-mouth type of football, that will make them
2: just as powerful
0: as they already
2: are. Yeah, absolutely, Josh. They play differently at home, it does the Golden Bears. You can just tell this team feeds off this home crowd. They just look comfortable here playing at Andre Reed Stadium. It's a tough place for opponents to come in and to get a win. You know, we've seen Shepard do it a couple times over the past several years, but they're really the only team who's had, you know, any shades of consistent success in, you know, Comfortability playing in this building. I would add Westchester onto that list as well. Last year,
0: as they did get the win here in Andre Reed Stadium. But yeah, like you like you mentioned, the only team that really had a lot of success around playing in playing in Andre Reed Stadium has been Shepherd and Westchester last year. It's a tough place to play, man. A, a lot of external factors but a lot of internal factors as well. I think just Kutztown feels more comfortable in their home, and that's expected, right? You're on your home turf. It's where you practice. It's where you play. It's where it's where you work out. I get it. So I think Kutztown, what I'm looking for in this game specifically, Jack, is can they step up at home When the time is needed the most right we didn't see that two weeks ago against Shippensburg due to the weather conditions that's in the past now I need Judd Novak to reset of some sorts come out a new Judd Novak with a new offense and almost in a sense think of this as going 1-0 and that's Jim Clement's statement I don't know if you follow him on Twitter Jack even after that lock in game all he tweeted Three characters, one and O. That's it. One and oh. And that's 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 what you need to do. You need to take it week by week. I completely, I'm completely on the same page as Jim Clements on that. So I, I just need Jed Novak to get in the rhythm.
2: That's that's it. Yeah, absolutely, Josh. I'm looking to see a, a reinvigorated you know offense here today for KU, uh, and we want to focus on this so much because. The, you know, the lack of time to get this thing figured out. You have two games left before a PSCC title game appearance, you know, is on the horizon if you do win both of those games. And even if you drop one, you'd still have the tiebreaker over East Stroudsburg and Shepherd because you'd have a win over them in both of those, you know, both of those previous head-to-head matchups. They were actually your first two Eastern Division games, a 20-3 to win over Shepard, a 34-27 win over East Stroudsburg. We mentioned those games earlier on in the broadcast. But Josh, offensively, I want to see, you know, we, we've we talked about the run. We've talked about Novak getting comfortable in the past. If there's one receiver that's going to be, you know, his reliable go-to man this afternoon, who would you say it would be? Curtis Ravenel, Makai Gibson, there's plenty of them. He found Thomas uh, for a touchdown last week. They like to get a plethora of guys involved, but if there was one guy you could say, hey, he has the capability to take over this game, who would you say it would be?
0: Probably Ravenel Jr. just because of his experience, I would say. But like I mentioned before, it's not a one-man show. It's about... A four-man five-man deep show I I don't think there's just one person that just steps up big-time in the past game but I I need Ravno Jr. to have almost the game of his career tonight just to set the tone but he needs to have the game of his career every week you need to improve every week because you're getting closer and closer to that PSAC championship if you do win out obviously but. I I just need Ravenel Jr. to step up and we talked about on the run side as well how I need Jordan Davis to step up every week. He's been doing that. So I I need the passing game to step up a little bit more. Haven't seen them getting as involved as we would have liked, right? So I need I need that four deep in the passing attack, specifically led by Curtis Ravenel Jr. to step up big time
2: today. All right, Josh. Let's keep going on here. Defensively for the Marauders, they allow just 25 points per game. Uh, not a bad marker for for them. Respectively, they're really a middle of the pack defense. If you're looking at their numbers in the PSAC, they are 12th in the PSAC in points per game they're allowed. Turn a little bit more towards the back half there. Uh, but 126 rush yards allowed. That's middle of the pack. That's eighth out of the 16 teams. Again, same with the pass yards. They're a very middle-of-the-road defense. I think there's an area for Kutztown to take advantage offensively, but if there's one guy this Golden Bears offense has to look out for, it's the stud linebacker for the Marauders, Garrett Cox. 82 total tackles, second in the PSAC. His 16 tackles are first in the PSAC, and his 7.5 sacks also lead the conference. Garrett Cox is a special, special player and can be a game-wrecking type of guy for the Marauders defensively. He's definitely
0: the leader. I think if the Marauders' defense has one person they look to, it's it's through him. Uh, we've talked about how the defense for Kutztown has that one big leader. For the Marauders, it's Garrett Cox. You mentioned it. But also, too, I want to look to Steve Sweeney as well. Uh, a, a tackle for loss. Uh, one tackle uh, for loss on this season, but 33 solid tackles. I mean, he's, he's a leader. I, I think that secondary is, is average, to say the least. But it's any given week, Jack. A secondary can step up at any time during the season. And I think the secondary is going to be extremely challenged today to see how tough they really are. Do they bend or do they break is the biggest question for the Marauders defense today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Kutztown's got to be able to impose their will back to one of my keys of the game. Josh, let's talk about Jaheim Morris, though, real quick. 77 rushes on the year, 470 yards per touchdowns, averaging 78 yards per game at a 6.1 yards per carry. That is top five in the PSAC in that regard. Morris is a special back. You gushed about him earlier in the pregame show. One of these here, another one. Stop the run, and Jaheim Morris can cause issues. He had some trouble getting going last week against Shippensburg. But, man, he's got to, you know, Cookson's got to be able to bottle him up today. Jaheim Morris is a force to
0: be reckoned with. I talked about him in the pregame show a little bit earlier, and I saw a lot of him in that Kutztown Millersville game One Senior Day. And I said Jaheim Morris is going to be returning. They got to look out for him. He's a force to be reckoned with, and I'm interested to see how Kutztown's defense can almost some sort of sorts respond shall I say, because that game last year, 21-14, you final from Millersville last season. But what I'm looking to at this point is see can Kutstown's defense, defense limit
2: his, uh, his responsibility in offense today. Absolutely, Josh. Well, we're going to take this time to step aside as we'll be having the playing of our national anthem coming up here from Andre Reid's game just minutes away from kickoff.
7: Wildfires burn millions of acres each year, and each year wildland firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall battle to contain them, but they can't do it alone.
8: A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile. It can ignite and destroy your home, your community, or more. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself, but you can do something firefighters can't. You can act now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. You can reduce the risk. Do your part. Go to fireadapted.org.
7: Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org.
9: Ranger Station, Ranger speaking.
10: Yeah, uh, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting? Location. In the forest near the side of the road. No
9: need for alarm, sir. The forest is where bears live. But
10: this was an ordinary bear.
9: No ordinary bear.
10: One second I'm having a smoke taken in the view. Next thing I know I am face to face with Smokey Bear. Let me
9: guess. Smokey had a tip for you.
10: He did. He must have seen me toss my cigarette on the ground. He told me never to do that because it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. He's
9: a smart bear. Did you
10: know that nine out of
9: ten wildfires are caused by humans? That means nine out of ten wildfires can be prevented.
10: That's what Smokey Smokey said. I had no idea.
9: That's why Smokey's famous, and you're not. Good point. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference, because 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans. Brought to you by Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com.
10: Only you can prevent wildfires. Wildfires burn millions of acres across the country each year. And each year, wildland firefighters battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. For some communities, it's not a question of if wildfires strike, but when. And a single ember can travel more than one mile. As it twists and turns and floats through the air, that single ember can find its way to where you live and can ignite and destroy your home or your community. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. You can't control where the ember will land. But you can control what happens when it does. You can take action now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. Get Fire Adapted. Learn what you can do now. Reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. Prepare, protect, prevail. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Act Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org.
0: You're listening to Golden Bear football coverage all season long, right here at Be- the University of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown.
2: Back here from Andre Reed Stadium, just moments away from opening kickoff. The Golden Bears won the opening coin toss. They've elected to defer, which means the Marauders will start with the football first as the captains trot off the field. Tyler Wary, Jordan Davis, Campbell, and Adam Case, the air captains for the Kutztown Golden Bears, donning the all-maroon look today the maroon jersey and the maroon pants with the gold piping. So glad to be back here at Andre Reed Stadium here this afternoon. It's such a special place to be. This game day environment is going to be ruckus. Fans have piled into the stadium in droves as it is homecoming week here at Kutztown. Hard to find an empty seat, Josh. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I don't think there's an empty seat to be had at this point.
2: I think there's a little
0: bit over towards our left side. That's about it. A lot of standing room fans lining up to the chain to, to our chain fence to our left. But it is packed to say at least. the least, and not to mention too, Millersville traveled really best. well as well. Their stands are just as full.
2: Millersville fans have done a nice job to show out and support their Marauders. Not a terrible drive.
0: Yeah, about an hour, over an hour. hour and fifteen. That's what I calculated. So Nate Millard will be out and to kick 32. it away for Kutztown.
2: Kai Alexander and Stephen Graves III, the two return men. For Millersville, the kickoff is away. We are underway, and it'll be good for a touchback, and the Marauders will start. At their own 25-yard line as we will get our first look at quarterback Rob Footman Jr. Comes in today with just over 1,000 passing yards yards. on the year. 11 touchdowns to 6 INTs. Averaging right around 145 passing yards per game. Also a dual threat on the ground. The third leading rusher for the Marauders. 241 yards on the year along with a pair of rushing touchdowns. Footman was benched a week ago after a rocky start against Shippensburg. In relief for the backup Brett Nye listed as the depth chart on the depth chart, pardon me, as the backup today. Ryan Zelt, though, was the backup last week who relieved Footman against Shippensburg. First down and 10. Handoff up, up the gut to Morris, who we've gushed about. He'll get his way out to right around the 29-yard line is where number they'll spot him. Pick up before, second down and six for the Marauders. And the Golden Bears defense really going to have to keep a keen eye on number 31 in white for Millersville. So one of the
0: one of my keys to the game, Jack, where a secondary needs to play a great game once
2: again and they're gonna have their hands full. Out across the 35 yard line to the 37 there. One, Morris, goes Morris again. Number twenty-four, Brandon. It's gonna Hyle be good for, for a pickup three, of Tyler eight down and down good for a Millersville first down, Brandon Heil. Eight first
1: and ten for the Marauders at their own thirty-seven.
2: first there to knock him down. Three wide receivers on the field, right back to the ground game. Morris dances and he will be bottled up, going nowhere.
1: Number, 31, Morris, again on the carry. Number 50, Earl Bowles. and Freddie
2: Redder, and the Redder were the two so there to the get line, the stop. The also, Devin Jones was in there.
0: And those were just four players I mentioned, Jack, but I think. As well, it was
2: just an 11-man show. Your secondary are crashing that line. Davis, or excuse me, Morris takes the handoff up the middle, fights his way close to the 40, but he will be stopped there at the 39-yard line. Pickup of two, and it's going to be third down and eight, and we will see if Rob Footman Jr. will attempt his first pass of the day. I
0: think Footman is going to have to hit the air. Excuse me now that he's at a third and eight. He's put in a tough situation right now third down conversions
2: I would say they're an average team four wideouts on the field trips to the left one to the right pressure coming off the edge from Jones footman steps up he's gonna take off out across the 40 and it will be bumped out of bounds at the 43 yard line short of the line to gain and the Golden Bears will get a stop in their first defensive possession of the game so one of the things that I noticed so great
0: job. As there's an injury timeout now, Jack. As it looks like it's one of the one of the chain gang members, Jack. Looks like down on the play. Uh, definitely tough to see. Um, you could tell there was a lot of action going towards that far side. Um, ultimately, ran into him, and looks like he's up on his feet now. Glad and to see he's okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: absolutely. Just one of those I tough
0: situations. One injuries. of those tough situations that you're go- you're going as quick as possible, and ultimately.
2: So Zach Banta, the redshirt senior punter, onto the field. They will bring the formation in. Lloyd, the return man, lined up back at his own 18-yard line. Banta takes a snap, boots it away. Lloyd will come up fielded at his own 21. Take it to the right side and across the 25, and he will be wrapped up at the 30-yard line. A 9-yard return for Lloyd, and the Bears will be set up at their own 30-yard line. We will send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sidelines for the first time today in game action.
6: Hey, Jack, definitely a level up in intensity from the stands here at Andre Reese Stadium. You mentioned it, hard to find an empty seat. And sitting in one of those seats, KUR alum Jerome Tapp, right behind me and James, right here. What an exciting atmosphere. The band, the cheerleaders, everyone came to play. It's homecoming, and it's time to see that KU offense been struggling recently. Looking to get back on track on their opening drive this afternoon. Back up to you guys.
2: Thank you, Mitch. First down and ten from their own thirty for Kutztown. Novak in the gun, hands it off up the middle. That's Daryl Davis McNeil. Spins out of a tackle and he will fight his way to the thirty-four yard line for a pickup of four.
1: Daryl Davis McNeil carries for Kutztown, number thirty-three. Has a phase on. And I know and you Darryl didn't hear that, Jack,
0: but Cameron Drove Aaron Cap James. in attendance today. In six, Notable KU there, alumni, one of the top wide receivers from last year for the Golden Bears. Great to have him back in attendance for homecoming. So, but to get back to my point, right? So, I, I, Daryl Davis McNeil needs to get in that rhythm early. We talked about how the offense needs to get in rhythm early, get a couple first downs, to get some momentum going, and ultimately turn it into points
2: early. Second and six. Novak looks to throw. Dumps underneath to the running back, Davis. Makes a man miss out across the 35 to the 40. 45, and he will be bumped out of bounds. At the 45-yard line, a nice catch and run by Jordan Davis. And you can see that ability just make men miss in space. Makes him super dangerous. 11-yard gain, and good for a Golden Bear first down.
0: So that's exactly what you needed on that type of play. So a quick lateral pass towards our near side. I think that definitely helped, right? It gets Novak in, in his rhythm early on, and I think a first down is, is exactly what the doctor ordered, right? So I... And Davis only needed to make one man miss and exactly what you need.
2: First and 10 from the 45, handoff. Daryl Davis McNeil will plunge his way forward, fix his way for four yards to the 49-yard line, second down and six. And we're mentioning KU doing a good job of getting the backs involved on the ground and through the air. Two carries for eight yards for Daryl Davis McNeil. The Golden Bears are just shy of midfield here on this opening drive. So at this point, Jack, you got a first down you got four more
0: yards i think it's time for novak to air it out just one play just to set this set the tone set a statement early on i think that definitely helps
2: obviously and three wide receivers on the field hasty to his left gibson and ravenel to his right novak looking to take a deep shot one-on-one for hasty incomplete incomplete. in coverage it was amir lilliston (laughs) Register Senior from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The Roman Catholic product is the in the one in coverage there. Roman Catholic, a prominent high school down in the greater Philadelphia area. Stout program, I would say, Jack. Absolutely. Third down and six from their own 49. 10 33 to play in this opening quarter on this beautiful, sunny Saturday afternoon at Andre Reed Stadium. Gibson, Hasty, and Ravenel all to the right of Novak. Looks to throw. Had Gibson, but overthrew it out of bounds. No Incomplete. The and receiver. the punt unit will come out onto the field. That's a throw that fourth Joe Joe Novak will certainly want back. Gibson, that beautiful out route ran from the slot. Just got some and separation. and Would have had plenty for a McCown. first down, but
1: four, too much on zip there. on it.
2: Out of the reach of Gibson. And a fourth down and six coming up. We'll see if Nate Millard can pin the Marauders back deep. So one thing I want to note about that last drive, those were two back-to-back passes that you want back. Millard boots away and over end. Alexander the return man from his own 15. Dancing, he'll get out to the 20 and will be wrapped up at the 21-yard line. A return of six yards for the graduate student receiver out of Coatesville, Pennsylvania. And the Marauders will set up shop on their next drive, out across the 20. 16,
0: so getting back to my point, Jack, that's a correction on that last drive Jud Novak needs to make rather quickly. Those are two quick passes that you want him back, just missing by a couple of yards. We've talked about how his reads are impressive, to say the least. Novak needs to get those throws down. Those are two
2: passes that you got to complete. The he's good thing is for Novak, he's making the right reads. He's throwing the football yep. to the right spot. That no one-on-one with Hasty, Hasty had a step on that DB. He had some separation. Just overshot his man. And Ben even- with Gibson again, open on that out route again. Just too much on it. Just find the right touch on the football as the quarterback. They'll go right back to on the ground game. Spinning out of a tackle is not Morris. It's backup Jaden Abrams, number junior from Sicklerville, New Jersey. Henzer on the tackle. Pickup of two, second down and eight. Henzer has really taken that next step this year in this Golden Bears secondary. Josh Handoff right back to Abrams. Darts his way forward. And
0: getting back to your point, Jack, Drew Hemser, the youngest addition to the Golden Bears defense, but he's stepping up big time. Don't let his youthfulness disguise him as a defensive threat, and I think
2: he could be one of those big leaders in the next coming years, Jack. So Barton had had the yard line wrong in the last several plays. It's now third and three for the 23 as they started the drive from the 16 yard line, fielded it from the 10, my apologies. Footman design quarterback run takes off. Is spun down. Flag on the play. The There is a flag down at the twenty-six yard line. Waiting for the call. So a killer penalty there for the Golden Bears defense. That was J.J. Jackson, the redshirt freshman from Yonkers, New York, but is the wild-missing Pennsylvania high school product. So a five-yard penalty offsides gives the Marauders new life and an automatic first down. Quick correction. First and ten from the 28. Footman in the gun, Abrams to his right. Two wide receivers on the field. Hand off to Abrams, who will stumble his way forward before he was knocked down there. Tyler Weary met him on the outside with a big hit.
1: Abrams on the carry, brought down by number five, Justin Harris.
2: No gain on the carry, second down and 10. Harris was also
1: there to hit him. So one of the keys that
2: I mentioned, Jack, just getting back to
0: that quick, the secondary needs to have another uh, impressive game, have their will early on. And ultimately, that's something you, you need to have. You, your secondary needs to step up. Great job by where he's one of those big
2: leaders on the defense. Footman, design quarterback run, fights his way out towards the 30 yard line, Pickup of two, third down and eight, and a chance for the Golden Bears defense to get off the field. Jake Davis on the tackle there. Seeing a lot of that from Footman as he is a dual threat quarterback. Three man lined up to his right. It's Abrams, the running back. It is Isaac Seans and Cam Taylor. Five wide, two to his left. Footman in the gun takes the snap, steps up, fires over the middle. That's caught out across the 45 to the 47 yard line. It's Isaac Sines on the catch.
1: That's a pickup
2: of 17. Lloyd on the tackle. And that's going to be good for a Marauder first down. The signs just got lost there. That's a missed coverage right there. Handoff on the ground. That's Abrams again. It's going to be knocked down for
1: no gain.
2: Pardon, they'll give him a yard as they spotted signs at the 46 instead of the 47. Sets up second down and nine. We saw Morris on that first drive, but we've seen all Abrams on the second drive. Both of them are capable running backs here for Millersville. Camp Taylor, the lone man was right. Takes a snap. Right back to Abrams. Wearing one of the many Golden Bears there to knock him down. Pick up up a yard, third down and eight. So one thing I want to note about
0: that, you can tell it was coming towards our near side, just the way that they lined up, that's something you could easily notice in film. They they love to run it towards that near side. They they'll Or they'll find the weakness in the Golden Bears defense, but there's none to be found. I
2: think they're still trying to find it. Third down and an eight. Footman looking to throw over in the middle. Caught by Taylor. Loy the first to hit him. He'll get out to midfield. Pickup of two. Short of the line to game. And Banta and the punt unit will drop back out onto the field.
11: Two,
1: down and six.
2: Footman felt the heat, stepped eight, up in the pocket. A nice little drag route underneath there by
1: the Harris. And Tom Boyd.
2: Excuse, that was Taylor on the catch. So Lloyd, the return man, lined up back at his own 10. Interesting, you don't see the Gunners lined up on the outside of the special teams. They bring everybody in playing that sort of punt-safe type of deal. Short bounce, so bounce. Lloyd will pick it up inside his own five. Dancing, maneuvering his way short of the ten, and it'll be wrapped up at the 90-yard line. And now, at this time, we'll set it down a bit to Smedley on the sideline.
6: Jack, thank you very much. Some tough sledding for the offense so far. Some unforced errors, inaccurate throws, that penalty on defense. Luckily, that penalty didn't come back to bite them in the terms of uh, points. However, Kutztown right now losing the field position battle. They allowed a couple of those first downs, but now they're backed up inside their own pen, as you just mentioned, a long field. Maybe a long drive could be just what the doctor ordered, though, for uh, Novak and friends to get going here. Back up to you guys.
2: Thank you, Mitch. Golden Bears getting ready to start their second drive of the game, backed up inside their own 10. Ravenel motions from left to right. They're going to give it to him. Out across the 10 to the 11. That's a pickup of two on the the jet sweep. It goes back to the idea that
0: just Novak needs to get in that rhythm. He's still, after those two incomplete passes, I'm wondering if that's going to affect getting in that rhythm, but it can at this point. You need to, at this point, almost say to yourself, look, those were two I can't ever get back. I need to reset and take command of this game right here.
2: So give him only a yard on that carry, second and nine from the 10. 435 and counting in this first quarter. On the ground game, Davis out across the 10, makes a man miss. 15, out across the 20 yard line. He'll be spotted at the 22. There's a pickup. Of 12, good for a first down. So that was a
0: run. Great job by Davis once again. We talked about how he needed to step up as a leader. He stepped up right there. He saw there was a hole on that far side. Not too big of a hole, but obviously, great job. His read on that play was spectacular to say the least. First down for the Golden Bears, and now you need to keep the momentum
2: going. So I was originally right. They did spot him at the 11 score, but had it at the 10. So that's an 11-yard carry for Davis. Still good enough for a first down. Davis lined out wide to the left. Novak looks to throw. Finds Rabinellin across the 30. To the 35, and he will bowl his way forward down to the 39-yard line. Pickup of 17 and good for another Golden Bears first down. Just a nice little hitch route there and he let Ravenel get in space. Use his speed but he's a big body receiver too as he just lowered his shoulder right into a pack of Marauders defenders to fight for extra yards. Great job by Ravenel Jr. We talked about how he needed to step up as a leader himself and just hand off up the gut out across the 40 to the 42 there's a pickup of 3 Davis on the carry.
1: 39 and getting
2: back, Josh, this is eerily similar to the start of the second drive the Golden Bears had last week against Lockheed. And their second drive started at the 14, went 86 yards on 11 plays, and on this second drive started at their own 9, a little bit further backed up. But they're marching their way right down the field, already out across their own 40.
0: Yeah, I was just actually going to mention that. It's almost like a
2: similar story. Second and 7 from the 42. Novak takes a snap, rolls out right, looks to throw. Fires to the sideline, incomplete. Had Ravenel, just couldn't hang on.
1: Novak's pass is incomplete, intended for number two, Curtis Ravenel.
2: And that's what Ravenel wants back. There's Novak put it right on the sideline, just couldn't hang on as he tried to keep his feet in bounds there. So, so third a qu- down and seven. It's a quick correction.
0: Uh, we talked about that numerous times. You, you can't focus on that drop pass. You need to get the next one and. Eight, whatever it takes you need to get you need to get seven
2: and there's a flag that's gonna fly we'll wait we will await the call golden bear signaling that it was the Marauders who jumped off sides right. so there's an offside it's gonna make it a much more manageable third down so instead of third six, It'll be 3rd and 2 from the 47-yard line. Both these teams have stingy 3rd down defenses. Millersville coming into the day. They are 2nd in 3rd down defense in the PSAC as opponents only convert on just 31% of their 3rd down attempts. Millersville doing Kutztown a favor of making this a much shorter 3rd down attempt. Third and two. Darryl Davis-McNeil, the man in the backfield. They'll give it to him. Plunging up the middle, fighting his way across midfield to the Millersville 49-yard line. And, and that is, is going to be good for a Golden Bears first down. A pickup of four.
11: Zero,
1: Cox, 34, Jones on for the seven.
2: graduate student running back, Garrett Darryl Davis-McNeil, as the Golden Bears first will keep team, the, team, the drive alive. He did two. He got four,
1: I believe.
0: I believe that's the right around where they spot him. Great job by the running back group of Davis and McNeil just marching right down the field. Momentum is on their side now. Miller, in original territory,
2: you just need to keep it going. You need to put some points on the board at this point. First and ten from the Marauder 49 yard line. Novak takes a snap. Hands it off. Daryl Davis McNeil fights his way forward. He will get to the 47 pickup of two. Second down and eight. We're seeing a heavy dose of Daryl Davis McNeil early in this one. And I kind of figured that was gonna be
0: the case, to say the least. We would see a lot of him. He's one of the big leaders on the offense. So I was looking for him to have a big game myself. But with 1-11 left to play, you're in quarter number one. Time is ticking down, and the Golden Bears
2: need some points at this at this moment in time. Final minutes of play in this first quarter. Golden Bears on the Marauders side of the field on this hot Saturday afternoon here in late October. Up in the 70s. handoff to Davis. Misdirection inside the 45 to the 40. Brees is tripped up just short of the 30-yard line. Jordan Davis wrapped up at the 32. Pick up of 15 and another Golden Bear first down. Josh, you mentioned going established the run. They're doing so thus far. They're doing a great job this least.
0: I hope exactly what Davis is doing. He needed the big game just to get his confidence back up. With Westchester and Slippery Rock, possibly in the next coming weeks, he needed a game like this, right? And he worked up in a big time. To say the least, at this point, Davis is already at 16 yards on the day. That's...
2: First and 10 for the Marauder, 32. That was a run of 17 for Jordan Davis. No back. to snap. Look at the throw. Taking a deep shot to the end zone for Ravenel. One-on-one jump ball. Incomplete. Looking for a flag. They're not going to get one. So Amir Lilliston again in the coverage. And that will take us to the end of the first quarter in this scoreless contest between Millersville and Kutztown. We'll send it down to the sidelines for Mitchell Smedley.
6: Thank you, Jack, on that final deep pass. It was the cheerleaders yelling for the flag down here. Everyone's getting involved in the energy. Uh, the crowd, I, mean, I know the scoreboard still shows a slightly boring game but the crowd has been totally into it every first down everything they have been at full throat so far couldn't have asked anything more of the homecoming crowd i like what cooktown's doing when they pass it on first down their runs on first down have not been very successful to the tune of averaging about two yards a carry for the passes getting uh getting some air yards it seems like the defense isn't quite as prepared for that but This Kutztown sideline is fired up, especially on that 17-yard run toward the end of the quarter. They look like they're starting to click more. That defense also looks like it has carried that momentum from the past few weeks into this game as well. Back up to you guys.
2: End of one. one. Trey Reed Stadium. Scoreless between the Millersville Marauders and the Kutztown. But Kutztown is on the move. They have second down and 10 from the 32-yard line. Of Millersville, they took a deep shot to the end zone on their last play of the opening quarter. Looking for Curtis Ravenel. That one was broken up by Amir Lilliston. But a great drive thus far for the Golden Bears. Jordan Davis, four carries for 31 yards in that first quarter, along of 15. On that run, that got cuts down from the 47 down to the 32. Second and 10. Novak, design quarterback, run to the left. Inside the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Golden Bears. F- 32-yard touchdown run for Judd Novak. The running backs have been getting in on the front on the rushing attack, but Judd Novak said, I'm going to take this one myself. 32 yards to the end zone, and the Golden Bears, on the first play of the second quarter, find the end zone.
0: And dare I say that is... is Very common for Judd Novak, got the lone touchdown in that Championsburg game with the 25 yard touchdown run. There he is with 32, he's
2: he's great. Extra point is up and through from Evans. 7-0 Golden Bears, a fantastic drive, capped off by a touchdown, 10 plays, 91 yards, a 32 yard touchdown run from Judd Novak. Gets the Bears on the board first. They lead seven to nothing. Josh, the rushing attack has been potent. They have been dangerous, and the Marauders defense has simply had no answer.
0: They are waiting on an answer to. We are waiting on an answer, excuse me, to say the least, from Millerfield's defense. They're, they have to be frustrated at this point, looking for an answer for themselves, to say the least. But great job by the Golden Bears offense. Just absolutely smash-mouth football at this point, and Millersville can't come up with an answer.
1: You got to give
2: credit to the left side of that offensive line for cuts down that touchdown run. Stackhouse and Everett, the left tackle and left guard, respectively, creating a hole. Novak hit the hole, and he was gone, untouched to the end zone. That burst of speed, exactly what makes Novak so dangerous. Can hit you through the air, but he can also break off big runs like that. Millard boots it away. Out across the 5, to the 10, 15, to the 20. Out across.
1: 42,
2: Stripped up the at the 25-yard line with Stephen Graves the third the Harris, on, the on the return. The Harrisburg, Pennsylvania
1: yeah. native. 21, Marquis Lewis. First to the 10. And that's where
0: Rob Footman Jr. and company will set up shop.
2: Third so, drive of the game for the Marauders, Josh.
0: So what I'm looking for in this drive is for defense to get a quick three. Now get offense back on the field. So all the momentum is in Kutstown's offense favor right now at this moment in time. You got that touchdown run from Jender to your drive. You get offense back on the field as soon as possible to continue that momentum. I think... That'll help down in every way possible. First and ten from the
2: 25, fighting forward.
1: As Jahi Morris carries. picks up a yard, a penalty, flag penalty on the marker play.
2: on the field. That's what we we will await Number
1: the call. Jalen Devos on the tackle after a gain of one.
0: Most likely an an that if it's that. Late. Play, but on who is the biggest question now?
1: So that's Eden Johnson who commits an
2: unsportsmanlike conduct penalty after the play. So it's 15 yards from the end of the run. It's going to be a first down for the Marauders. Out across the 40. At the 42-yard line. Fifteen-yard penalty
1: moves the ball to the Millersville 42-yard line, first and ten.
2: So it's a two-yard run on the play to put them at the 27. The 15-yard penalty puts them out across the 48 to 42. Right back on the ground, it's Morris out across the 45 for, to the 46. There's a pickup of four.
1: Thirty-one. G Morris carries again, brought down by number six, Jalen Davos. Gain of four. And could a such a disciplined six. team at the Millersville 46. throughout the years.
2: A couple of boneheaded on sportsman like conda penalties these past couple of weeks. And those are just accelerators for an opposing offense. Now, already across the 45, four yards shy of midfield, second down and six. Right back to the ground game. Morris trying to bounce it to the outside on the far sideline. Trucking his way forward. It will spot him at the 49. Pickup of three. And a third down and short. Highland Jones on the tackle for the Golden Bears.
1: Third down and three.
2: Just shy of midfield. Another chance for the Golden Bears to get off the field. Their stout third down defense. Third and the PSAC allowing opponents just to convert on 31.3% of their third down attempts. Footman takes a snap, looks to throw, steps up and fires, incomplete. Had his man Cam Taylor open right around the 30 yard line of the Golden Bears. Just too much on it and out of the reach of the six foot three, 200 pound wide out out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. The Golden Bears defense stands tall again. Three drives, three punts for the Marauders. Lloyd back as the return man. Inside his own 20. Zach Banta on for his third punt of the day. Lloyd lined up at his own 11. Banta boots it away. High punt. Fair catch called for by Lloyd. And he will take it in. At the 12. As we'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley here early in the second quarter.
6: Thank you, Jack. The second quarter looking very similar to the first from that defense. couple unforced errors like we were talking about in that first quarter, though, that uh, like conduct penalty fits in well into that category. But they came up big with the stop up around midfield for the third time today. Millersville able to move the ball a little bit, but finding resistance in that no-man's land area of the field. That Kutztown drive, though, that final play, eerily similar to the last play I was on this field for with you guys two weeks ago on that walk-off. This in far better weather conditions and after a much longer drive. That drive started at the 9-yard line. 91 yards for the score, looking to do a similar thing on this drive. Back up to you guys.
2: Thank you, Mitch. Novak looks to throw. Swings out to Gibson out across the 20. Bumped out at the 22. Should be good enough for a first down. It is That's a 10-yard gain. So it Amir Lilliston again, a name we've talked a lot about here in the early parts of this game on the Millersville side defensively. A name we haven't called so far has been Garrett Cox, their star linebacker, the Avondale, Pennsylvania native. It's been such a game record this year for Millersville. 82 goals, tackles, leads the conference, tackles for loss with 16, and sacks at 7.5 coming into the day. We've yet to see him you know, put his stamp on this game. First and ten, handoff. Daryl Davis McNeil fights his way to the 25-yard line, and he will be wrapped up at the 26.
1: Number 26, Daryl Davis McNeil carries. That Four-yard player, 10, gain. Um, and 21. Pittstown fans Four-yard. looking for an unsportsmanlike conduct don't gain. get it. Line. Second down Daryl Davis McNeil
2: was going down, he took a hard hit. It looked like Jevin. Thompson there, the graduate student linebacker, or DB excuse me, from Reading. A Reading Royal Knight. Second and six from their own 26-yard line. Novak in the gun. Daryl Davis McNeil to his right. Ravenel and Gibson on the right side of the field. He'll roll right. Look to take a shot for Ravenel. Fires it to Gibson. Spins his way forward out to the 39. A 13-yard gain and good for another Golden Bear first down. And that's the ability that Novak has. He can go outside of the pocket and be a playmaker. And waited and waited and waited. Pump fake. Looked like a deep shot to Ravenel. But just underneath, up the sideline to Gibson. It's a new set of downs upcoming for KU. He, his reads are just
0: impressive. We talked time in and time out about that. And... He, his his reads downfield, I would say, are more impressive. Just his vision of the field. He knows that the pocket is collapsing behind him. And exactly what you want. Just a quick
2: check down pass. Exactly what you need. Hand off for Darrell Davis-McNeil out across the 40. And he will be wrapped up at the 45-yard line. That's a pickup of six on the first down. Golden Bears taking our pregame keys to a T. By pounding the rock and really making their presence felt on the ground.
0: And that, you you said it, Jack. That was one of my keys to the game personally. Uh, I thought they needed to do a better job in that department specifically, and they're taking my advice. I I definitely think that the Golden Bears are doing are hitting the ground attack really well, but I I need Jed Novak to start to hit the air a little bit more frequently. I need him to get more in a comfortable situation in that
2: regard specifically. Back to the ground game. Daryl Davis McNeil plunges his way forward. Across midfield. Now they will spot him that he was down at midfield. Luckily, like they were originally going to spot him at the 49 yard line. Pick up a five. Good for first down as Lilliston was on the tackle.
0: And one of the notes you mentioned, Jack, just still waiting to call Garrett Cox's name. We talked about how he's one of the leading tacklers for the Millersville Marauders defense. Still waiting for him to get involved. And at, at this point, good watching marching down the field. they got to be looking to him as
2: one of their big leaders saying, look, I need you to step up. First and ten from midfield. Novak fakes the, pa- fakes the run, looks to throw down the seam. incomplete. complete. Overshot Gibson as it was Incomplete. Steve Sweeney
1: and, and Javon Jackson. Thompson were in the area. And ten for the Golden, Bears at the
2: Golden Bears, 21 plays of offense, 143 total yards in comparison. Millersville, 17 plays to just 56 yards of total offense. Kutztown has really been controlling the game here in this first half. Despite the score only being 7 to nothing, the Golden Bears have really had a stranglehold so far. All the season
0: Novak converts 54% of the time on his pass play so about half the time he converts so I'm looking for him to just get that number up a little bit more.
2: Novak steps up in the pocket now is flushed out right he's going to tuck it and run across the 45 and he will run out of bounds at the 42 Pickup of 8 sets up a third down and short. Again, Novak, great read, saw nothing was open downfield, felt the pocket collapsing, roll out right, no QB spy, picks up eight. This looks a lot more comfortable as this game has gone on. Absolutely, he just looks Shoot like he's in the command things. today, and I, la- I-, I
0: love it, to say the least. I was looking for him to take command of the game early, and he's definitely
2: doing it. That was another one of my keys to the game, Jack. Third down and two from the Marauder 42-yard line. Hand off Jordan Davis to the 40, 35-30, 25-20. It's a foot race, 15, and he's going to be bumped out of bounds at the 14-yard line. A pickup of 28 yards on the ground from Jordan Davis. Only needed two, gets 28. Another big run for the Golden Bears, and that'll put him inside the red zone thought he might have enough to take it the distance, but Steve Sweeney, the graduate student defensive back, excuse me, was in pursuit and bumped him out of bounds.
0: Great job by Davis to find only need to break one tackle, and he was gone. Thought he might have went the distance, but fortunately did not. We talked about how Steve Sweeney is their second
2: leader in tackles, and Novak taking a shot to the end zone for Hasty over the outstretched arm. It was incomplete. was out of bounds anyway. Second down and 10 from the 14. It's another big chunk play on the ground. There for Jordan Davis. Five carries for 59 yards. Golden Bears have 128 rushing yards in the first half. There's still 821 to go. Certainly have made their presence felt, and you have to credit this offensive line as well, being able to get a push almost each and every time they hand the football off. No doubt about it. Just the offensive line is doing a great job. Daryl Davis-McDeal fights through. It tackles, and it will get down Back to the to 10, pick up the 4th, 3rd down and six.
0: And at this point you're in field goal range at this point you just need to put some type of, of points on the board Whether it be three a, a touchdown would be great to say the least, but you're looking at it a third and six on one of the top third down defenses in the conference so it's third down and
2: seven part of me. It was only a game of three
0: Millersville lets their opponents convert 31% of the time on
2: third down so Tough slate for the Golden Bears at this point. Third and seven, Novak looking to throw, flushed out right by Cox, Novak going to take off inside the 10 to the 5, dances and he's in for the touchdown, an 11 yard touchdown run for Judd Novak, his second touchdown run of the day, felt the pressure coming, just stiffed arm Cox away, and maneuvered his way into the end zone for another Golden Bears touchdown. A special first half on the ground for this rushing attack, Josh. And Novak in for his second rushing score of the day. Impressive,
0: to say the least, Jack. He is a force to be reckoned with. But you got to give credit to the running back game of Davis and McNeil to
2: set up shop. Extra point from Evans is up and through. 14-0 Golden Bears. Marauders have no answer for this rushing attack. We'll set it down to the sideline for Mitchell Smedley. Fourteen 0 KU.
6: Thank you, Jack. Sirens blaring. Happy fans all over. That touchdown coming right in front of me, James and Abby down on the sideline here. I don't know if you guys can see from up at your vantage point, but you know, a few seconds before the ref put his arms up, I had mine up. I was I was right here on the goal line, literally on the hash mark for the goal line. I saw that barreled his way into the end zone. What a run! And a good call by the referee down here. But that running attack really busting some holes open in the downs where they're not sure if it's pass or run. You know, on first down, Kutztown wasn't successful with their runs usually. It's these third down runs that are popping big. It's the third down run that got that 28-yard chunk. Third down run got the touchdown. Uh, Really the only big first down run that worked out. Actually, there was a second down run because uh, Novak had the incompletion before the touchdown run uh, on the last drive. But running game seems to be opening up, uh, keeping the opponent guessing, working well for KU. Back up to you guys.
2: Thank you, Mitch. Nate Millard getting set to boot it away. A two-touchdown lead in the second quarter with 7.29 to go in the first half. It'll be Graves III taking it out of his own end zone across the 15, but it'll be bottled up there as it was Cade Clancy
1: two, on, the, the, on the tackle. Number 34, Brandon Strasser. And Brandon Strasser minutes, again. Nancy
2: on the tackle
0: so at this point Jack you're up by two scores I think more now than ever you need a three now I said that the last time I think you need it right here specifically to get offense out on the field one more time before the half's up and not to mention too, you get the ball to start the second half but it's always good to go by by three touchdowns to start the
2: second half footman in the gun hands it off Morris Weaving his way forward. He will be bottled up. Got just a yard to the 19, second down and nine. Starting to cool down a little bit. We're almost an hour through this one. The clouds have taken over. The sun has been tucked away for now. And a sigh of relief from your play-by-play and color commentators up there in the press box. It, it is hot. It is hot up here. I'm sure our uh, sideline reporter Mitchell Smedley is loving it as he had to endure the Cold and rain in our last home game here against Shippensburg. Loving these uncharacteristic weather conditions here for this late in the month of October. Definitely great homecoming conditions, though, to say the least, Jack. Yes, it is. So we'll have a timeout on the field. Timeout.
1: Millersville. Taken
2: by Millersville. And the... Mid-stages of this second quarter, we'll send it down to Mitchell-Smedley on the sideline.
1: Thank
6: you, Jack. Well, Novak and the offense may have had some extra jitters before this game began. Homecoming, a lot of attention on this game, especially with the championship looming on the horizon. It could not perform as well here. But they seem to have settled in after that first quarter, knocked off the rust. And they are playing some excellent football here at Andre Reed Stadium these last two drives. Long drives from inside the opponent's red zone. And uh, they've carried it all the way down the field. Some chunk plays, uh, both in the air and on the ground. It's a balanced attack. It's a fierce attack right now, keeping Millersville guessing. It's a lot of fun to watch down here. Back up to you guys.
2: Thank you, Mitch. Golden Bears have to keep being stingy on the defensive end as the offense has certainly found its footing here so far today. Two of their three drives have resulted in touchdowns. The two touchdown drives, 10 plays 91 yards, 11 plays 88 yards. Impressive that they've taken it from so deep in their own territory and have just marched down the field a couple of double-digit play Touchdown drives. It also helps take time off the clock. Footman takes a snap. Handoff up the middle. Morris across the 25 makes a man miss to the 30. Plunging his way forward and fighting through tackles. They'll spot him at the 34 yard line. Pick up a 15 and good for a Marauder first down.
11: Number Lee, Coleman.
2: Lee Coleman
1: there on the stop.
0: So that was a missed coverage for your secondary. Everyone going uh. towards the middle.
2: Great job, though, to hit it outside. Looking to throw. Rolling out left. Nobody on that side of the field across the 40, and he will be out of bounds at the 45-yard line.
1: Pickup of 11 and a Marauder first down. I want to go sit down. Marauders
2: offense struggled to move the football on their first three drives, but a couple of solid (laughs) plays on the ground. A 15-yard run for Morris, an 11-yard run on the scramble for Footman. And all of a sudden, the Marauders are out at their own forty-five yard line. Nah, they're
6: going the other direction.
2: Right back to Morris on the ground, to midfield. Slips away off a couple tackles inside the forty-five, down to the forty-three.
1: Yeah, dude, my legs are brutal.
2: A pickup of twelve and another Marauder first down.
1: So Billersville,
2: who was struggling to get a push up front, has gotten three straight plays. They've gotten a great push. Well, especially in the two design Everybody runs to Morris, the one for Footman was just a quarterback scramble, but still nonetheless, giving Footman enough time to run on that play, and the Golden Bears got to find an answer defensively. Footman looks to throw underneath. It's going to be caught inside the 40. And down to the 38-yard line as that was Hakeem Melvin. Hakeem Melvin,
1: tackled by number
2: six, Jalen DeVos. Jalen DeVos on the tackle. That's a pickup of five there. Four Melvin on the catch and run.
0: At this point, you need to stop Footman and Morris at any cost because all the momentum's in their favor now.
2: Second and five. Morris on the run. Bulls his way forward. Gets just a yard.
1: To the
2: thirty-seven. Third down and four. And now, the question
0: for JC Morris, JC M- Morgan, excuse me, confusing the last name of Jahe Morris and JC Morgan, the head coach, is this field goal territory? If
2: you don't convert, what do you do? With Third and four, four. Footman looks to throw. Over the middle, incomplete, was looking for Cam Taylor. That'll set up fourth down at four. But it is a decision.
1: For J.C. Morgan, the
2: fifth-year head coach, and the the offense looks like it's going to stay out on the field for now. Question
0: is, does he roll the dice or does he? He's going to roll the dice. They're going to take
2: the risk here.
1: Fourth and four from the Golden
2: Bear 37-yard line. Four ten to go in the opening half. Morgan thinks his team needs a spark. Footman takes the snap. Flags will fly. Looks like they got an early start. It's gonna be a false start and make it fourth and nine. At all but certain will force the punt team out onto the field. As we'll hear from our referee, Bill Murphy.
11: Down.
2: So it was the right tackle, Lex Rivera Jr. the right tackle with a false start. And now that will force
1: Zach Banta, who's been a
2: busy man today for the Marauders, back out onto the field for his fourth punt of the day. So at this point, you have 4.09 left to play here in half number one.
0: Quick spot coming up at that time. We'll have your KR Halftime Report here on the Radio Voice of Kinstandy versus KR KOR Sound. But at this point, Jack, what
2: can you do with 4.02 left to play? to get down the field and get another score. So two return men back there. It's Lloyd, and it is Sincere Thomas. It's a high punt. That's going to go well into the end zone for a touchback as the Golden Bears will start at the 20-yard line with 3.52 to go in the opening half. We're going to word from Mitchell Smedley on the sideline.
6: Thank you, Jack. town starting with their best field position in the last three drives. Looking to take a commanding lead in this game. The defense there looked a little weak. But a penalty on Millersville shot themselves in the ungolden foot. And that ended that drive with yet another punt. Only punt so far for Millersville. Nothing else to end one of their drives. Cuts down, uh, punt, a couple touchdowns. They're looking to make it three touchdowns. Any sort of score on this drive goes a long way. Taking a commanding lead into halftime. Back up to you guys. I
8: just remember better
2: people. Thank you, Mitch. Final couple minutes of this opening half here from Andre Reed Stadium. Golden Bears, 14-0 lead. The offense, especially the run game, has come to play. They'll start it with Jordan Davis here up the middle across the 20
1: to
5: the, the 22. Pick one, up one, of two. Jordan Davis
1: brought down by number 97, Budir Jacobs. Two-yard gain to the 22 second down at eight.
0: Now looking back on this check, I, I want to see the pass game get a little more involved every drive, specifically because they need to get more comfortable and uh, Novak needs to get his throws on target a little bit better. Converts about 54% of the time on his pass plays, so I, I need to get I need him to get that number up.
2: Three wideouts on the field, all lined up to the left. Design quarterback run for Novak to the right flag flies he'll be wrapped up for a loss of a yard
1: back on the carry brought down by zero Garrett Cox there is a penalty flag on the play.
2: garrett Cox on the tackle the first time he's been mentioned today as a tackler
0: most likely going to be a holding on the golden Bears just yeah. waiting on the number
1: holding Offense number 56. And to the right
2: guard, Adam Case, call for the holding. They will enforce it setting up second down. With three oh six left to play, that's a real
0: drive killer at that point. Because not only did you did you lose a yard on that last run play, but now that's a holding that sits you back even further. I mean, it's just one of those plays you have to look back to and say, We gotta correct it. I mean the interesting a, thing there is that would have set up
2: third down and nine, Josh. I'm sorry to cut you off nope, if that that's would have okay. not been enforced. It was an interesting decision from Morgan. He likes to back him up second 18 from the 12. Novak takes a snap. He's got time. Looking to take a deep shot. Now rolling out right. He's gonna tuck in and run. Makes the man miss across the 20, and he will slide down at the 21-yard line. Pickup right, of nine, sets no up a third and, and nine. Ball. So, back where they would have been if it wasn't
1: enforced.
0: So, that's a great job by Novak to get the read. He had a lot of time in that pocket. Well, Notice that the pocket 89. was ultimately collapsing. It it Walls out right, finds an empty hole somewhere around midfield because your secondary, including your defensive backs and safeties, are basically doing a design, almost a late-design blitz crashing that middle of the line. Ultimately, some safety, stay home, thank God, or he would have went all the way.
2: Ultimately, now you need to convert here on third down. Third down and nine. Novak and Gibson line up to the right. It'll be Hasty. And Zabo to the left. And... Whistles blown with one on the play clock. Looks like a timeout was taken.
1: Time Millersville.
2: So Millersville will call the their half. second time out of the half. 1.34 to go in the half, so 94 seconds to go. Love the fan turnout here today at Andre Reed Stadium. Josh, third and nine, you almost think, you know, they have to throw here. Um, and, you know, they could elect to play conservative, hand the football off with how well they've been doing that today. And just accept that they're going to punt it back and chew the time off as the Marauders only have one timeout left in this half. Novak has not really had to air the ball out today. He's only thrown 10 pass attempts in the first half. It's 4 of 10 for 51 yards. And they've looked to dial up some deep shots for him. None have hit. It's been either good coverage or a little bit too far out of the reach of his intended target. Whatever it may be, it's you know optimistic to see that they have enough confidence in their QB to take shots down the field. Something you didn't see a whole lot of last week. Three wide receivers on the field, Ravenel the lone man to the right. Gibson and Zab on the left, they're gonna find Ravenel. He will go out of bounds willingly at the 34-yard line. That's going to be good for a first down pickup of 13. Let's say the 33. And not to mention two. Sorry, first down. sorry, to cut, sorry to cut you off. down does have three timeouts
0: that they are willing to use. So even if you don't get out of bounds, it's not the worst thing in the world. But not to mention too. A first down with two minutes left to go in the half
2: will stop the clock. Novak. Looks to throw. Wides up a deep shot for Ravenel. It is caught inside
6: the 25. A sliding catch from Curtis Ravenel. What a
2: grab by Ravenel. They'll spot him at the 25. That's a 42-yard hookup. From Novak to Ravenel. Puts him deep into Miller's territory. Now going right back to Ravenel to the end zone. Incomplete.
1: Pass by Novak is incomplete. Again intended for number two, Curtis Ravenel Jr. Number five, Amiraville. It was Lilliston. Lilliston
2: again in coverage. 111 to go in the first Second half. So
1: at the Millersville 25. Josh, You
2: mentioned those deep shots, one of them
0: finally hooked up. Yeah, it was just a matter of time. So right here at this point, you're at at Millersfield's 25-yard line. So whatever it takes, Jed Novak just needs to find 25 yards to hit the end zone. At this point as well, you're in field goal range. I think that's enough for Dawson Evans to put three on the board. But you you would like another touchdown. You go up 21-0 at the half, get the ball to start the second half as well.
2: Davis on the run. He will be wrestled out of bounds. At the 23 yard line, pickup of two, third down.
1: Eight.
0: Just whatever you need to do, get eight yards. You need to keep the drive alive. You have no other option. You have 107 left to play, so what I liked about this drive as well is you killed a good amount of time off the clock. So if Millersville does get the ball back, they don't have much time to work with, to say the least. And not to mention, too, if they do get the ball back, they only have one time now.
2: Third and eight from the 23. Novak, look at a throw. And it is incomplete. They'll say it hit the turf.
1: Novak's pass incomplete. Intended for the Brady 2, Noah Crisilla.
2: Noah Crisilla, the freshman from Townsend, in, Delaware, the intended in, target. Three. Now we'll see Dawson Evans in the field goal unit come out onto the field. You heard Coach Kettner call it from up here. He wants, he wants
0: three on the board. Was his call to make and he wants number three. Dawson Evans to a 40-yard field
1: goal. The holder is number
2: 18, Judd Novak. So a 40-yard attempt upcoming for Evans. Snap good. Hold good. Kick is up. It is no good. No good. Wide right.
1: By Ebbets is so, good. so it'll
2: stay 14-0 Kutztown. The Marauders will take over with 56 seconds to play in the opening half. We'll send it down to Mitchell
6: Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. An interesting development as we head into an interesting time period in the football game for Kutztown. Heading into the third quarter, which is always typically tough for this Golden Bears team, uh, allowing a lot of points. They're often typically stalling out. And you got to watch plays like that that can be a momentum swing. KU leaving three points out there on the field with the missed field goal. We'll see if it turns things around for Millersville. Back up to you guys.
2: Thank you, Mitch. 56 seconds to go. Marauders start at their own 23-yard line and only one timeout. Footman looks to throw over the middle. Incomplete. Spiked that one short of his intended target. Pass is incomplete. Brian Richardson, the redshirt senior eight, tight end. Brian Richardson. That's who he was looking for on that play.
0: What I'm looking for on this drive is just for defense to get off the field quickly and just take a couple of knees. At this point, there's 40-53 seconds left on the clock, excuse me, until we
2: go into the half. So Footman steps up, throws over the middle, incomplete, batted down by Tyler Wary. It was Makai Alexander, the intended target over the middle of the field. And very quickly, it's a third down and long for Millersville.
1: Could have easily been a pick
2: six, but I at, at this point, I like what Weary did. Yeah, instead just, of trying to risk it and go for the interception, it no. go through his hands and be caught. Just simply swat it down. You're up by two scores. There's no need to be the hero at this point. Third down and long. Marauders. 14th in the PSAC, third last and third down conversions Footman, steps up in the pocket fires and it's caught by Alexander big time hit stick laid by Yami Adoga
1: but it was a 16 yard
2: gain to the 39 for Alexander, good for a first down 34 seconds of counting, Footman underneath to the tight end that's caught by Brian Richardson.
1: Number eight, Brian Richardson 11, Cam
2: Wolf. Wolf on the tackle. That's out across the 40. Pick up of three, three
1: and out of game. bounds with 30 Second seconds to go.
0: So, Miller still is building some momentum here with that first down. Getting it three yards. You just need to stop the momentum at all costs. You can't let them score.
2: Second and seven. Footman. Steps up. Takes a deep shot. And it is caught inside the 20. Down to the 14-yard line. That was Hakeem Melvin. An absolute laser beam let go of there by Rob Footman Jr. And it was on the money.
1: There to Hakeem
2: Melvin. And with 22 seconds to go in the half. The Golden Bears will take their first time out of the half. But a big-time pass play there for Rob Footman to Hakeem Melvin and the Marauders inside the red zone for the first time today wow what a play
0: doesn't it it, uh, and we talked about in the pregame show how aggressive Robert Footman can really be and we just saw why right there Jack it it was a great shot down the field just needed a lot of a lot of yardage quick And That's a missed coverage and even if you give up three here, I'd consider that a success I mean, it's pretty common that Kutztown gives up a a field goal Right around this time range. I would say last week. They gave up in the second half first half end of the first half to end Take it into halftime. It was like that during the Shippetsburg game It was like that during the Bloomsburg game worse. Are we seeing a trend here?
11: You almost gotta wonder
2: it was a 43 yard Completion from Footman to Melvin there. Millersville still holding on to that key last time out. Footman feels the heat, just fires it incomplete. There with 17 seconds to play in the half. Footman a little slow to get up.
1: I mean, from nice blitz off the right Tyler side there Weary. from Tyler
0: Wary.
2: Marcel Quarterman looking 13. for an intentional grounding. I I
11: think
2: uh, he... no was in the pocket. Yeah, it's not outside the tackle box, but the receiver was in the area. There was a wide receiver in the end zone, and that ball did go out of bounds at the five yard line. So they're usually pretty loose with the intentional grounding. Heavenly calls, so not surprised to not fully see one thrown there. 17 seconds to play. Second and 10 from the 14. Footman rolls out left. Floats it to the end zone. Batted incomplete. He's looking for Nakai Bullock. Flag on the
1: field, Jack. Sorry to interrupt you.
0: I'm wondering if it's going to be a holding on the Millersville's offensive line. A little bit of holding towards our near side. So that's what I'm almost going to think it is. Just So... Now an official is pointing towards Millersville. So it's on Millersville. It's going to be a holding.
2: The question is on who? It's on the left side of that line. So it's either going to be Tyler Lacey or Logan Flegel. I was going to say it was the tight end. Brian Richardson is the ineligible man downfield with 10 seconds to go in the half.
1: So I was incorrect
0: on that call. I do apologize. Look, look the- It looked like there was a hole, too, Josh. I thought it was most likely going to be a hole, but they definitely missed that say one. That I will 100% D- say D- that. They're, they missed that one. What? But- You miss miss it sometimes. I'm not going to put any blame on the referees. They do a great job week in and week out. So you
2: just got to reset here. Second down and 15 from the 20. There's a timeout taken. It's going to be Kutztown second of the half. and We're going to quickly send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline in the final seconds of this opening half.
6: Thank you, Jack. Kind of what I was talking about, how you miss the field goal and then allow a drive all the way down the field with that big passing play. We hope it doesn't carry over into the second half. Kutztown will still be in front at the conclusion of this first half, and we will talk all about it. You guys will on the halftime show, so stay tuned. But the crowd has not thinned whatsoever halfway through this game. Everyone's still very energetic, very into it, getting those chants going for the defense and such as we progress on. Still a beautiful afternoon, sun still going in and out, light breeze, still no problems in the conditions for these offenses, and they've started to click more as this game has progressed. Back up to you guys.
2: Thank you, Mitch. Second down and 15 from the Golden Bears, 20 for Millersville coming up. Ten seconds to play in the half, both teams down to one timeout. Golden Bears defense trying to stand tall for these last couple plays of half number one.
0: At this point, you just need a, a stop. Uh, you, you have no other option.
2: You've you got to Alexander sure. motions from left to right. Footman steps up. Look at end zone. It is incomplete. He's looking for Cam Taylor.
1: Cam Taylor.
2: Lee Coleman on the coverage. They're in the back of the end zone. And with three seconds, they're gonna bring on the field goal kicker.
0: Morgan wants three, and
1: at this point, they are a a 37-yard
0: attempt away from
2: getting three on the board, to end half number one. Trent McDowell, the field goal kicker. It is up, it is through. 37-yarder is good on the final play of the half.
1: 30 minutes
2: down, 30 to go from Andre Reed Stadium. Good sport.
4: Good
2: town, 14. Millersville, 3. We will step aside for our halftime break. We'll come back with our halftime coverage here on KUR. 1670 AM, your home. All things Golden Bears football.
3: If you worry your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there.
4: You could say how are you or get a fake tattoo You can ask with an app if it works for you You could write him a text or knit him a sweater If you can't be together you could write him a letter Whatever, whatever,
5: whatever gets you talking Whatever,
4: whatever, whatever gets you talking You could chat on a game, kick off your flip flops You can ask on your couch while you binge watch However you do it, you got to ask a friend. And if they don't share, you can ask again. Whatever, whatever, whatever
5: gets you talking. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking.
3: Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation.
7: Wildfires burn millions of acres each year. And each year, wildland firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone.
8: A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile. It can ignite and destroy your home, your community, or more. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. But you can do something firefighters can't. You can act now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. You can reduce the risk. Do your part. Go to fireadapt.org.
7: Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org.
10: Wildfires burn millions of acres across the country each year, and each year, wildland firefighters battle to contain them, but they can't do it alone. For some communities, it's not a question of if wildfires strike, but when. And a single ember can travel more than one mile. As it twists and turns and floats through the air, that single ember can find its way to where you live, and can ignite and destroy your home or your community that single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. You can't control where the ember will land, but you can control what happens when it does. You can take action now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. Get Fire Adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at FireAdapted.org. Prepare. Protect. Prevail. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org.
12: It's hard for me to talk about, but I remember I was late for work and I was speeding. Then I stopped and hit the car. And at that point, I just remember everything in slow motion, the car wrapping around me. And I kept thinking to myself, is it, I'm going to die. Instead, I'm in the hospital. I'm going home tomorrow. But the hardest part with all this is with Andy. He doesn't look me in the eye more. He just kind of pats me on the hand. He probably knows that I know that he's going, and um, I can see that in his face. Just as clearly as I see what I've done to mine.
8: Speeding gets you nowhere. Fast. A public service message brought to you by this station and the U.S. Department of Transportation.
7: Before, addiction and depression kept me from living my life. Now, every step I take in recovery benefits everyone. There are many options that make the road to recovery more accessible. It begins with the first step. Join the Voices for Recovery. For information and treatment referral for you or someone you love, call 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
11: Do
13: you see that doggy in the shelter?
6: Hi, I'm Buddy, the adorable puppy you adopted from the Humane Society. Meow! I'm Whiskers, a fluffy kitty, just waiting for someone to love me.
10: When you adopt a pet, we hope your new furry friend will become a cherished member of your family. And as Buddy and Whiskers will tell you, the key to success is following the rules to love by.
6: Woof. that's right. Please give me food, water, and exercise every day. To stay healthy, I need the same kind
12: of things you need. Talk to me, I like hearing your voice. You're my best friend. Please don't stay mad at me or lock me up as punishment. Remember, I'm probably going to live 10 to 15 years, so take care of me when I get old. One day you'll need someone to take care of you, too.
10: A message from the Montgomery County Humane Society. Visit www.mchumane.org for the complete rules to love by. be
13: your best friend for life.
2: I don't recycle. I mean, we can just find another planet for your kids to live
9: on, you know? Noted non-recycler Tommy Crenshaw talks about the future.
2: Oh, I can totally see finding another planet that can support life when ours fills up with trash.
13: As an alternative to recycling?
2: Yeah, an alternative. So, we, like, don't have to do it. Recycling. There are lots of planets. Finding one is just a matter of
13: time. Many people say that recycling is pretty simple and convenient. A matter of keeping select items out of the trash. A lot simpler than finding a new planet, Tommy.
2: Come on! There's a bunch of planets out there!
13: Would you recycle on this new planet, Tommy? Or just use it up and throw it away
9: too? I... I really don't have a clue. Log on to YouGottaBeKidding.org and learn about all the ways you can recycle. Unless you're into lame excuses like Tommy's.
6: Hey!
2: Recycling's just not my thing! Starting over on a new planet? Now that's exciting!
9: Don't be that guy. Unless you want people looking at you funny log on to you gotta
8: My son Casey was a bright, fearless 20-year-old with a boundless future ahead of him.
1: But in the blink of an eye, he was gone. While out riding his skateboard, Casey fell. He was not wearing a helmet. Our whole family wishes he was. It could have saved his life. I'm Captain Kevin Raffelli of the San Mateo Police Department. Whether you're on campus or back home on break, Strap on a helmet every time you jump on a bike or skateboard. Think of my son, Casey,
9: and use your head. Put a helmet on. It could save your life. A message from the Consumer Product Safety Commission.
8: I am Officer Greg Davis with the Exeter Township Police Department. This month, my department will join Buckle Up PA, the PA Traffic Injury Prevention Project, and safety partners across the country to crack down on drivers who do not properly secure young riders in car seats. We will be highlighting the importance of buckling up as well as helping parents and guardians take advantage of safety resources. Law enforcement will be writing tickets to save lives. Please buckle up. Hi, this is officer Bob Bickham from the Reading Police Department. My department will be joining in nighttime operations to enforce Pennsylvania's seatbelt law and crack down on impaired drivers. These types of crashes contribute to hundreds of injuries and fatalities each year. Remember your seat belt is your first line of defense against impaired drivers. Click it or ticket day and night. Two tickets, two fines. This is also recent by the police department. If you have your wipers on due to inclement weather, you must turn on your headlights. If you don't follow this law, you could be fine. So remember, wipers on, headlights on, it's the law. To learn more about traffic safety, visit JustDrivePA.com. Brought to you by PennDOT and this station. In
14: 1966 in Anchorage, Alaska, a talented child was born. He would go on to be one out of only 11 Alaskans to make it to the major leagues. The odds of him striking out more than 3,000 hitters, 1 in 33 million. The odds of this pitcher being selected to the Major League Baseball All-Star Game 6 times, 1 in 48 million. The odds of this fast-balling philanthropist winning the World Series 3 times, 1 in 3 million. The odds of this man having a child diagnosed with autism, 1 in one hundred and ten. Hi, I'm Kurt Schilling. Learn the signs of autism at autismspeaks.org. Autism is getting closer to home. From one in 5,000 only 20 years ago, today one in 110 children are diagnosed. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
15: Hi. I'm Brett Michaels for the American Diabetes Association. Diabetes is a constant battle, testing, treating, fighting to live a normal life. I know, I've had diabetes since I was six years old. A lot of people don't think it's deadly, but diabetes kills more Americans each year than breast cancer and AIDS combined. It's been called a silent epidemic, and without your help, it will keep getting worse. Please join me in the movement to stop diabetes. Share your passion and your story involved in local events like the Tour de Cure or the Step Out Walk. Learn how you can better manage this disease or reduce your odds of developing it. And give what you can to help us spread the word and fund programs like the Diabetes Camps for Kids and research to find a cure. Join the movement at StopDiabetes.com. Help us fight a deadly disease that shortens and burdens the lives of millions of Americans. Together, we can stop diabetes.
13: the bench at the corner bus stop that little settee by the beauty parlor (coughs) when your lungs can't get much air you don't have the energy to walk far so all over town from the grocery store to the bank lobby you've mapped out places where you can stop and catch your breath who wants to live like that if you have a chronic cough wheezing or often feel short of breath see your doctor and find out if it's COPD With a simple breathing test called spirometry, your doctor can tell you for sure. The sooner you know, the sooner you can start breathing better and living more. Wouldn't it be wonderful to spend more time doing the things you love and less time looking for a bench, settee, or chair? Learn more, breathe better at copd.nhlbi.nih.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
16: Stupid with your skin It's the only skin you're in Know what's good and bad to do Find the right and wrong for you It's time to learn what it's about Cause indoor tanning is out UV lamps from a tanning bed, they can turn your skin beat red. Wrinkles come from the UV light, and age spots make you go fight full sight. With UV light, it gets worse. Skin cancer is a wicked curse, don't be the one that's tanned Use your brain, use your head, it's time you learn what it's about. Cause indoor tannin is out. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology.
15: Change a light bulb? Save some green. Just replace traditional light bulbs with energy efficient bulbs and fixtures. If you're like most people, 20% of your home electric bills go directly to lighting. Every light we switch to one bearing the government's Energy Star label uses at least two-thirds less energy than older bulbs. Such a light will save more than $30 in energy costs over its lifetime. Brighten your environmental future from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency.
7: Hi, this is Christina Ricci with Rain. Every two minutes, another American is sexually assaulted. If you or someone you know has been sexually assaulted, you are not alone. Help is just a call or click away through the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Please call 1 800 656 HOPE, that's H O P E, or visit RAIN.org, that's R A I N
10: N.org. Brought to you by RAIN and this station.
3: If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there.
4: You could say how are you or get a fake tattoo You could ask with an app if it works for you You could write him a text or knit him a sweater If you can't be together, you could write him a letter Whatever,
5: whatever, whatever gets you talking Whatever, whatever,
4: whatever gets you talking You could chat on a game, kick off your flip flops You could ask on your couch while you binge watch However you do it, you got to ask a friend. And if they don't share, you can ask again. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking.
3: Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation.
7: Wildfires burn millions of acres each year. And each year, wildland firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone.
8: A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile. It can ignite and destroy your home, your community, or more. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. But you can do something firefighters can't. You can act now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. You can reduce the risk. Do your part. Go to fireadapted.org.
7: Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org.
10: Wildfires burn millions of acres across the country each year, and each year, wildland firefighters battle to contain them, but they can't do it alone. For some communities, it's not a question of if wildfires strike, but when. And a single ember can travel more than one mile. As it twists and turns and floats through the air, that single ember can find its way to where you live and can ignite and destroy your home or your community that single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. You can't control where the ember will land, but you can control what happens when it does. You can take action now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. Get Fire Adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at FireAdapted.org. Prepare. Protect. Prevail. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at firedadapted.org
12: It's hard for me to talk about, but I remember I was late for work and I was speeding. Then I saw the car and I hit the car and at that point I just remember everything in slow motion, the car wrapping around me and I kept thinking to myself, this is it, I'm going to die. Instead, I'm in the hospital. I'm going home tomorrow. But the hardest part with all this is with Andy. He doesn't look me in the eye anymore. He just kind of pats me on the hand. He probably knows that I know that he's going to leave me, and um, I can see that in his face just as clearly as I can see what I've done to mine.
8: Speeding gets you nowhere fast. A public service message brought to you by this station and the U.S. Department of Transportation.
0: You're listening to Golden Bear football coverage all season long, right on the radio voice of Kutztown University, T.U.R.
2: KU Kutztown. Halftime here at Andre Reed Stadium. Golden Bears lead the Marauders 14 3, a rather dominating first half here for Kutztown, and have started with the rush game 155 yards on the ground novak and davis up over 60. daryl davis mcneil's got 30 yards of his own curtis even getting in on the phone with a two-yard carry on a jet sweep what a first half it was for ku even in the passing game total 33 plays good for 260 yards of offense ku comes into the day averaging 330 yards of offense per game so they're well on their way to hitting that marker here this afternoon dominating displays of both offense and defense despite only 14 points on the board at the break KU has showed up and showed out multiple drives and both of their touchdown drives rather double digit plays and over 85 yards on both of them their first touchdown drive 10 plays 91 yards for the score and their second touchdown drive 11 plays 88 yards both of those capped off by rushing scores by Judd Novak a 32-yard touchdown run for KU's first touchdown of the day and an 11-yard scamper for their second TD of the afternoon. Millersville to get on the board with a last-second field goal in the first half on the final play of the half. A 37-yarder made by Trent McDowell. Josh, what did you make of the Golden Bears' first half? So one thing I liked about that first half was I
0: talked about how Kutztown needed to control the first down game. Giving up nine first downs, producing 13. That's a good number for only half number one, considering that last week against Lock Haven, you only... Produced fit produced 19 so they're well on way to better that number and on average the Golden Bears on the season Have 134 first down so that is definitely impressive to say the least I think that is a great number for the Golden Bears just keep adding on to that and they need to control the first out On top of that as well. They give up 100. They gave up 109 first downs so far on the season So I I do think that is a a game that I want Kutztown to control. They're doing doing great in that aspect so far, I would say, Jack. But uh, another
2: 30 minutes of football, you never know how it could play out. Absolutely. You know, got to play a full 60 minutes. And, Josh, what I'm interested to see in the second half is Kutztown is, you know, past weeks fallen asleep at the wheel in the third quarter. I mean, it has been, you know, tumultuous in Bloomsburg, despite them not coming back on the scoreboard. The Huskies controlled that third quarter. Um, you know, against East Stroudsburg the third quarter really was a turning point of that game before Kutztown had to scratch and claw to win that game in the fourth quarter with two touchdown scores there. I'm really interested to see has Kutztown learned their lessons from past games and can they come out firing on all cylinders in the second half in the third quarter? So
0: I'm glad you mentioned that because Kutztown is an unusual team where they play about 45 minutes of football. They have a, good, a bad tendency of taking the third quarter off for some unknown reason. Normally, it seems that take off the the fourth quarter. Normally, but not Kutztown, they take off the third quarter for some unknown reason. They play a great first half. Great play a great fourth quarter. It's you need to play 60 minutes of football. That's what it boils down to. At that point, right. So what I'm looking to see is Jed Novak get in the rhythm early once again, get on the offensive side of the ball early on, so that you could turn it over to the defense. And not to play their second half of football that they're used to because normally the defense they don't give up any points in that second half last week they only give up that field goal just to, to end the first half two weeks ago they they did give up a field goal in overtime to Shippensburg but in that Bloomsburg game getting back to that they did give up a field goal to end the first half against Bloomsburg uh, three weeks ago so what I'm interested to see Jack is can Kutztown play another solid second half of
14: football.
2: Yeah. I mean, for Kutztown, you know, some great points you mentioned there, Josh. But I'm looking to see in the second half. I think they got to keep pounding the rock here. It's been working so well early and often in this game all throughout that first half. I'm really interested to see how they're able to make things work again on the ground in the second half. Whether it's Davis, Daryl Davis-McNeil. Whatever one of those two guys uh, gets the primary, you know, most of the touches in the second half. I think they're going to make it work. Good sounds really, you know, use that as a strength of their game here today. Something they didn't do a great job of, you know, coming into the game, you know, middle of the road in the conference and rush yards per game, but they have already surpassed their conference, you know, their average per game on the ground. I really want to see them just continue to go hard on the ground in this game. I think
0: definitely the end of the first half really did kill that effect or kill that mission that they wanted to come out and complete. But, You live and you learn, Jack. That's what it boils down to. Just something you need to look to in your next week's week's practice. Um, Not ideal, to say the least, but just getting back to my point, you live, you learn. That's what it boils
2: down to. Absolutely, as we get set to start the second half here from Andre Reed Stadium, it'll be Trent McDowell. Getting ready to kick it away, it'll be Ravenel and Thomas, the two return men. For Kutztown.
1: Number 41, Trent McDowell, will kick off for Back to return for It's been a fun it's
2: homecoming weekend those far to Kutztown. 30 minutes of play. We'll see if the Golden Bears can finish things off here and keep themselves undefeated in Eastern Division play with a win today. They improved to 6-0 in Eastern Division play in 7-2 in the years. The ball has fallen off the tee. Right before it was booted away.
0: Looked away for a second and I just saw everyone on the kickoff team stopping, and I thought maybe that might have been an
2: offside, but try that one more time. McDowell will boot it away, and the second half is underway. Thomas will take it from the one. Across the 10, to the 15, to the 20 with the burst speed, 25, 30. And he will be wrapped up. Number 15, Thomas on the return from the two-yard line. He is down at the 33. So, so he fielded from the two, a 31-yard return. And the Golden Bears will start out across their own 30. Here in half number two.
11: 32
1: yards on the return. First and 10 for the Golden Bears. At their own so what I'm board.
2: interested to see
0: here, Jack, is... Can Judd Novak get in that rhythm early on, or is this third quarter going to stay on par with how the Golden Bears have played this season? What I'm looking for is that to change here right now. Um, Just something to note.
2: Some quick scoring updates around the conference. Westchester leads Lockhaven 42-27. Slippery Rock pulled away from Clarion 42-14. And East Strasburg up 41-10 over Shippensburg. First down and 10. Daryl Davis-McNeil across the 35. He will fight his way down to the 39-yard line.
1: Pick up a 5.
2: Sets up a second and 5 as they ruled they got to the 34. Did Thomas on the kick return?
1: So we're finally
2: starting to see a little bit more of Garrett Cox
0: for the Millersville defense. I think they're going to be looking to him more in this second half um, as didn't say too much of him. Ooh, that's a, that's a big scoring update. We'll, be, we'll make sure to share that.
2: Novak looks to throw, and he just ran into a pack of marauders there. No gain. He'll get back to the line of scrimmage. We got a scoring update from down in Shepherdstown. Third quarter, they're knotted up at seven with Bloomsburg.
0: That was a team that Kutztown beat easily, twenty-four to
2: three.
11: That was up at Robert
2: Redmond Stadium. A convincing win for KU in that one, but Shepard. they are still a very good football team, but they're still trying. You know, they're not the same juggernaut they were. With Tyson Bajan. then with now Chicago Bears quarterback Tyson Bajan at the helm of that offense. Novak looks to throw. He's got all day. And he'll throw it underneath looking for Ravenel incomplete. And the Golden Bears will go three and out on their first possession of this second half as Nate Millard and the punt team will trot out onto the field.
1: For back to return. So that's, that's definitely a drive Judd Novak okay, and Alexander. company
0: want back. Uh, we talked about how they, they struggle to get going in the third quarter for whatever reason it may be. Um, but you just need to turn it over to your defense now and
2: hope they can get another quick three-and-out to almost answer. Millard with the punt. Alexander steps up and calls for the fair catch.
1: Alexander with a fair at the 25-yard 25 25
2: line, and that is where the Marauders will set up shop in the second half. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smiley for the first time in half number two.
6: Thank you, Jack. As the hot October sun apparently wears down on the crowd, a little more muted here at Andre Reef Stadium to kick off the third quarter. Also, hubs that the Golden Bears have a commanding 11-point lead to this point, but like you mentioned, like we've been talking about, Sluggish in the third quarter. That starts with the offense right there on that three and out. Looking for some defense to keep them going here. Back up to you guys.
2: 13-25 to go in the third quarter. The Marauders will start the second half. They hand off to Jaheim Morris. Picks up
1: a couple out
2: to the
1: 27.
2: C.J. Brown
1: there on the tackle.
0: Talked about C.J. Brown's one of those leaders stepping up once again with taking down Jaheen Morris. Uh, one of the, one of my other keys to the second half is you can't let Morris get into a rhythm early on.
2: So we're going to see a new quarterback here. It's Brett Nye, the freshman from Shimokin, Pennsylvania. Gives it off to Morris. Across the 30, fights his way to the 32-yard line. Pick up a 5. Third down and three upcoming for the Marauders. Brandon Heil there on the tackle.
0: Interesting scenario that they switch quarterbacks midway through the game. As we're seeing Rob Footman call plays on the sideline without his helmet in hand.
2: So I getting his first game action of the year. Steps up. Taking a deep shot. Alexander. Behind the teeth of the defense, inside the 20 to the 15, 10-5, and Alexander is in for the touchdown. A busted coverage there by the Golden Bears, and that's their first touchdown they've allowed in the month of October. Makai Alexander with a 68-yard touchdown catch and run, and what a big play for the Marauders through the passing game. Brett Nye, only a freshman, he says, no problem on that big passing play. What a strike for this Marauders offense.
0: Unusual for Quintetown's uh, defense, to say the least, as they, want, they don't want seven, they want eight. I mean, that's a way to start your college
2: career right there, Josh. Absolutely. They're going for two. Nye looking to throw. End zone batted away incomplete by Antoine Lloyd. Trying to make it a field goal of game. So it's now 14-9, to with 12.05 to go in the third quarter. I don't know how you start your college career any better than that. Uh, there
0: isn't a better way, I would say. Um, definitely something that the defense for Kudstown wants back, their first touchdown allowed, like you said, in the month of October.
1: Definitely unusual, to say the least.
0: Not to mention, only a a freshman. Threw for 3,100 yards in his high school career. And not to mention, this was his, his first game.
1: Number 41, Trent McDowell. 30 here for 34 touchdowns
0: in his high school career. Like I mentioned, 3,100 15, yards in his high school Thomas. career at Shemokin. Just a uh,
2: couple miles down the road from where we were in Bloomsburg a couple weeks ago. So what a moment for that young man right there. Brett Nye, 68-yard touchdown pass on his first collegiate pass attempt. That was the graduate student, Makai Alexander, who just got loose behind the Golden Bears secondary. Only had to make C.J. Brown miss for the touchdown. As the kick will sail into the end zone from McDowell and be a touchback. So the Golden Bears got to find a way to respond after going with that big play touchdown on defense. We'll quickly send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline.
6: Just a disastrous start on both sides of the football for the Golden Bears in this second half. And it has flipped the script. We had a loud homecoming crowd here in the first half. And on that touchdown especially, the opposing sideline, Millersville, and their fans, they erupted, and it was utter silence here on the hometown side of Andre Reed stadium. We'll see if KU can respond with that offense that rushed so well in the first half. We'll see if they can continue that into the second half. Back up to you guys.
2: Thank you, Mitch. First down and 10 from the 25. Novak in the gun. Delayed handoff to Daryl Davis-McNeil. Bouncing the outside across the 30. 35, and it will be wrapped up. At the 38-yard line, pickup of 13, and good for a Golden Bear first down. It was Garrett Cox
1: on the tackle.
0: Exactly what the doctor ordered, Jack. Uh, Just a delayed handoff. McNeil towards our near side. Great job by the offensive line to create a little bit of leverage towards our near side. And ultimately, that's, that's good enough for the first.
2: Just keep the chains moving. Two running backs in the backfield. Davis and Darryl Davis McNeil. McNeil up to the 40. He'll be tripped up there.
1: Again, 26, Darryl Davis McNeil rushes for Coodstap.
2: So see so you got just across the 40.
1: Garrett Cox. 34, Keyshawn Jones make the tackle. Pick up a three to the KU 41. Garrett Cox and Keyshawn
2: Jones on the tackle. Jones, the Deer New, New York native.
0: So at this point, what I'm looking for Jed Novak to do is just air it out deep. Just he needs to air it out
2: somehow, in some way. Novak hands it off. McNeil is going to be hit hard at the 42. That was
1: Judah Rock,
2: the Bethlehem, Pennsylvania native and the Freedom High School product. An opponent very familiar of my high school alma mater, Parkland. Heck of a season the Trojans are having. Ten and O. Did they get my the win school? against Jameis? Yes, they did.
0: Battle of Cedar Crest Boulevard goes to Parkland once again.
2: Novak takes the snap. Looks to throw over the middle for Ravenel. Incomplete. Flag will fly. Passing interference. As Amir Lilliston got there early.
1: Amir there is a penalty flag
2: on the play. Omar Ba, and it looks
0: like possibly Amir
2: Lilliston. Lilliston was on the coverage. Bob was adamant that he was not there early. Spot foul, automatic first down, and I think KU at the Marauders' 47-yard line. And Jack, I think even the
0: people over at Dixon Hall could see that was a pass interference. Just leaped right over them, and just everyone looking for the pass interference, and
2: they got it. So Golden Bears on the Marauders' side of the field for the first time in the second half. And around for Gibson. Stays on his feet, but he wrapped up as he just got back to the line of scrimmage. grabs a jet sweep. A no gain in the play. Second down and
1: 10 for the Golden Bears at the Millersville 47.
0: As... Kutztown needs to get some yardage here. All the momentum's in their favor. They're at Millersville's 47-yard line. You need to get some yardage here. You need to get the first chains moving. They're doing a great job with that rebounding from their first
2: yeah, drive. The flag us. flies as Stewart was motioning out of the backfield. It's going to be a false start in KU. We'll see who it's on. False start.
1: Offensive.
0: That's Gibson.
1: Five-yard penalty puts the ball back into first-down territory at the 48 second Second down and 15 for the Golden Bears.
2: Fallstar puts it behind the chain, second and 15. With 9.13 to go in this third quarter. Golden Bears are going to keep sole possession of that top spot here in the Eastern Division with a win today. I mean, they would have a tiebreaker over both teams right behind them, East Stroudsburg and Shepard, as they do have wins over both of those schools. Jordan Mitchell, the motion man. Novak, design quarterback run across midfield. 45-40, weaves his way inside the 35, and then will be wrapped up all the way down at the 30-yard line. A pickup of 22 on the ground for Novak. That's going to be good for another Golden Bear first down. The quarterback runs today for Judd Novak have been absolutely lethal. He
0: is one of the leading rushers of the Golden Bears offense today. Currently, he's behind Jordan Davis, but he has 60 yards on the day so far. Impressive day
2: for Mr. Novak. First and 10 for the Marauder 30. Novak looks out right. Incomplete. He's looking for his tight end, Husser.
1: Passed by Novak intended for number 87. Tyreek Husser is incomplete. Second and 10 for the Gold Bears at the 30.
2: Season injured Marauder on the field. Still so getting his way to his feet. That was Amir Lilliston.
0: Not to mention, too, that's one of their top leaders on the defense for...
2: They look to him a lot. So He's going to be making his way off the field. The assistance of the athletic training staff for the Marauders. Glad to see Lilliston is up and jogging off the field under his own power. Lilliston's having a great day for
0: himself. Jack, 12 tackles on the year, but that is... You've
2: been saying his name a lot. He's been coming up in coverage big. We got flagged for that passing interference earlier in the drive, but really outside of that, it's been a good day for Lilliston. Broke good up what day. would have been a touchdown to Ravenel in the second quarter on a deep ball. No I doubt was about At the end it. of the first quarter, and that was the last play of the opening quarter before Novak ran for the 32-yard touchdown run. Novak. Looked to throw it left. Just going to tuck it and run. Inside the 25, it'll be slung down there. He's got thrown backwards a little spot him.
1: Novak carries for the Golden
2: Bears. Just inside the 25 at the 24, pick up of six, third down and four. And this is
0: where Millersville loves to be at. On average, they give up third downs 31% of the time, whereas Kutztown on the other side, they convert a percentage time of about 39%. So not great third down offense from the Golden Bears, but a better third down defense from Millersville. How
2: about the day on the ground for Joe Novak? Seven carries, 88 yards. And two touchdowns. No back. Looking at the end zone. 1-1. It is incomplete. But a flag flies. Looking for Curtis Ravanel. Rapp-
1: Mackay Self in coverage.
0: Most likely going to be pass interference happened right around the spot the ball landed. So,
11: if
0: I had to guess, pass interference on Millersville.
2: That's on Nakai Bullock, the freshman. It's Makai Self, the uh, the graduate student DB out of Upper Marlboro, Maryland. He's oh, my Self. going to put a 15-yard penalty. Put him inside the 10 at the nine-yard line. Apologies on the name. First and goal from the nine. Stewart in the backfield. They'll give it to him. Dances his way forward. Just shy of the five. He'll be spotted at the six. That's a pickup of three.
1: Number thirty-four, Keyshawn Jones, and number fifty, Judah Rock, make the stop. Three. Goal, the
0: six. Now at this point, you just whatever it takes. You need to get six yards, put yourself in the end zone, go up by another score. I mean, you just gave up that touchdown. We saw how explosive uh, Miller's is on offense with that sixty yard, sixty eight yard pass. Need to get
2: some points on the board. Second and goal from the six. No back. Quarterback run. Inside the five, he will be wrapped up. At the four, pickup of two.
1: Thirty-four. Jones makes the tackle.
0: So now you're in range of. Do you roll the dice for Kutztown if you don't convert here? You're at your own. You're at Millersville's four. At this point, but one thing I want to know on fourth down, Kutztown converts forty percent of the time, whereas Millersville, on the defensive side, they let their opponents convert thirty-three percent of the time. So definitely something you want to get in here for six but if
2: you don't convert here is it fourth down territory do you go for it Novak takes a snap handoff Darryl Davis McNeil he'll be bottled up nowhere to go 26 Darrell Davis McNeil
1: on the uh, carry he is by number one Isaiah
8: in the 97 for and, and Evitz
2: on to attempt three Loss of a yard there, fourth and goal from the five, and Evans will come on to attempt his second field goal of the day. Missed a 40-yard attempt in the first half. We'll see if he can nail through this chip shot. A
11: 22-yard,
1: so a 22-yard attempt.
2: 5.25 and counting in the third quarter. Evans's kick is on the way. It is up and through. 22-yard attempt from Evans is good. Golden Bears take on to the lead, 17-9, 521 to go in the third quarter. We'll set it down to Mitchell
11: Smedley.
6: Thank you very much, Jack. You would have liked to come away with a nice 6 there. You feel like that was a drive. You had to respond to the quick strike by Millersville. Their sideline still very amped up um, after that third down stop that resulted in the field goal attempt. Running the football seems to not work uh, in these close down and distance situations. They're really getting those chunk plays. Let's not overlook the uh, rushing ability of Novak. He's gotten several chunk plays, uh, had a 22-yard run that drive, had the touchdown earlier in the game. But down inside the red zone, that QB draw does not seem to be working for the Cooks offense whatsoever. Three straight runs inside the 10-yard line. They did not sniff the end zone. Look for the play call to shift up in the uh, red zone going forward. Back up to you guys.
1: Thank you, Mitch.
2: Makai Alexander, Alexander and Stephen Graves, third back to return as Nate Millard gets set to boot it away. Golden Bears up 17-9. 521 to go in this third quarter for just joining us here on KUR. 1670 AM, your own for all things Golden Bears football. Boot it away. Graves will take it from the 10. Across the 20 to the 25, 30, and it'll be hit hard. Just shy of the 35 at the 34, and that's where the Marauders will set up shop with the freshman quarterback, Brett Nye, for his second collegiate drive. First one could not have gone much better through a 68-yard touchdown pass on his first collegiate passing attempt. Can't ask for a better start, can you?
0: Definitely transferring the skills from Shemokin, what he learned in high school, definitely did the collegiate career now.
2: You definitely have to go back to him. Nye takes a snap. Handoff for Abrams across the 35. Down to the Number 37, pickup of three.
1: Abrams, on the rush for
2: Abrams, a junior from Sicklerville, New Jersey. The direct backup to Jaheem Morris.
1: 46 game, Ghibli. In on the tackle, gain of three to
0: the 37. it's second down at seven. So now what I'm looking for is Kutzstad to finally just get one big stop, make Brett and I convert a, th- a third down. Make, what, just test him as a quarterback.
2: Abrams chased down from behind by Cam Wolf. That's a loss of two back to the 35. Great pursuit from Wolf off the blind side. We'll give you some quick scoring updates around the PSAC East Stroudsburg. Leads Shippensburg 41-17. And Shepard has a 10-7 lead over Bloomsburg at home. Some final scores. I'm so impressed that Bloomsburg can hold with a team like Shepard. Impressive, to say the least. Absolutely. Some final scores. Westchester beat Lockheed at 42-27. And Cal U beat Merciers 58-19. Nye looking to throw. Incomplete was targeting hakeem melvin
1: on third and
11: nine
2: so the marauders will go three and out on their opening drive of the second half or excuse me, on their second drive of the second half so that's exactly
0: what Golden bear's defense wanted put brett nye in a situation where he had to convert on a long third and ten on a long third and ten and Test him as a quarterback. See, see what positions you can what what positions he can convert on and what he can. That's a great drive by the Coach defense to get off
2: the field. Santa boots it away, Sincere Thomas back on the return. Flack flies across the 25-30. 35-40, 45 midfield, to the 40, stays in bounds, 25-20, 15-10, and Thomas to the end zone for the touchdown. We will await the flag, but it looks like it's gonna be coming back. Most likely going to be a hold on to go with theirs. Fortunately, that was an 82 yard touchdown on the punt return for Sincere Thomas. But looking like it will be nullified.
1: During the return, illegal block in the back, return team number so Elijah
2: Yak yeah, Paswo call for the illegal block in the
1: back business and support the at the same time definitely a drive killer
0: but we'll send it down to Mitch Smedley real quick Mitch what do you got for us
6: thank you Josh yeah immediately that's the right call um it it was the block that sprung that whole return uh he was going after that everyone Lost their minds, but obviously that was coming back. The sideline of Kutztown uh, seemed very muted. They understood what was coming. Uh, The crowd, though, not so much. That's one of those lightning uh, in a bottle plays that you really hope for, but not to be. They'll try and uh, do it the hard way with an offensive drive that lasts, uh, takes some time off this clock. We're still in the third quarter in a relatively uh, close game, just one score right now. They'll try and open it up here. Back up to you guys.
2: So, with the illegal block in the back penalty, Kutztown will be starting back inside the 10 at their own 8 yard line. Took off what was an 82 yard punt return touchdown by Sincere Thomas there. And we'll see if the Golden Bears can put together another long scoring drive here on offense. Handoff to Davis across the 10. He will get just shy of the 15 at the 14 yard line.
1: Pickup of six the 10-yard
0: line. It's 2nd down and 8. So, correction, he got to about the 10. So, a, a pick of, of 2. 2nd and 8 for the Golden Bears.
2: Oh, my yard t- line's mixed up
0: there, Josh. Hey, Pardon me. I'm sorry no, about that, that. That's okay. It's hard to tell from down here because our, our view is so limited, so I, I almost thought he got to
2: about the 15 myself, so... Second and eight, Novak. Double move looking for Ravenel, incomplete. But a late flag flies.
1: Novak is incomplete. It's for number two, Curtis Ravenel Jr. There is a penalty flag on
2: the play. Ravenel's shoulder pad is sticking out of his jersey. I think that indicates all you need to know.
0: Most likely going to be a pass interference or a hold. One of the two, but not to mention, that was pretty late, to say the least. If, if you're gonna throw the flag, you gotta throw
2: it to Williston. Fans, holding, that's
1: number five. That's a 10-yard penalty.
2: So, Williston called for the hold. 10-yard penalty, automatic first down for KU. 10-yard
11: penalty will move the ball
1: to the Kutztown 20-yard line. This 2nd out
2: at the 20. This second.
0: Penalty of the game so far here, let alone in the second half. But after every penalty that's called, you can tell Omar Ba, number 10, for the Bells of is just getting so frustrated. And you, you just have to be better disciplined, Jack. That's what it comes down to.
2: First and 10 from the 20. Novak takes a snap. Hands it off. Plunging forward.
1: One, Davis, out to the 23. 10, Pick one, up Isaiah, a 3
2: for Jordan Chad. Davis.
1: And number 10, Omar Ba.
2: The aforementioned Omar Ba there helped to bring three. him down.
1: Second seven at the 23.
2: Two and a half to play in this third quarter. A 17-9 lead for KU. Novak. Flushed out right, and he's going to get sacked from behind. That was Randy Okungu. Okungu. The Whitehall Pennsylvania native in on the sack.
1: He's
2: got him from behind. Novak didn't feel it coming. Third down gonna, at 10, lost the three on the sack.
0: That's going to be Millersville's 29th sack on the year. So, definitely something that they're accustomed to. Just something you got to learn from. I mean, we talked about Chad Novak, his threes are impressive, just missed that one.
2: Novak had hasty, but just overshot his man. Incomplete. And the Golden Bears will have to punt it away. And you're seeing. And it's 20. The third quarter, you know, outside of that field goal drive offensively, it's been a sluggish, sluggish showing here for KU. Yeah, you can tell they're definitely struggling
0: here in this third quarter. Hopefully something they need to correct McKay in this next week's practice.
2: So Millard will be back to boot it away. Two return men for the Marauders lined up back there. It's Makai Alexander. Who will take it calling for the fair catch, Alexander
1: makes a fair catch
2: at the 37 and that's where the Marauders will set up shop here with 112 to go in the third quarter. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smith. Like
6: Thank day. you, Jack. One other thing about that holding I want to highlight. You're seeing it now. Uh, is that Millersville is going to start with some decent field position uh, During that return, sure, it may seem like the only thing that that hold takes away is the touchdown. You wouldn't have got the touchdown without the block. you figure, okay, no harm, no foul. Uh, but it backed them up a bunch of yards, and despite getting uh, one new set of downs from a penalty on that drive, it still backed them up pretty far, and uh, they had to punt from their own uh, 20. And the field is starting to uh, flip a little bit in Millersville's favor, only down one score. Back up to you.
2: Nowhere to go for Jaheim Morris on that first down play. Wrapped up for a loss of three back to the 35, second down at
1: 13.
0: That's about how Jaheim Morris can be such a a powerful weapon, and that's a great job by the defensive line to quickly realize where he's at take him down for a nice
2: loss. Nye takes a snap, looks to throw, has got Alexander across the 40 fighting his way short of the 45 at the 44. A pickup of nine makes it third down and four. So this is where
0: Millersville does a great job with converting on the third downs. Like I mentioned, on, aver- on average, I mean, they it, it's... I, I should correct myself. This is the shorter third downs is where they do best, I would say. The longer third downs is where they struggle, but
2: Well, we will see that third down and four attempt come up when we come back. Your score at the end of the third quarter cuts down seventeen to Millersville 9 here on KUR, 1670
3: AM. If you worry your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there.
4: You can say how are you or get a fake tattoo? You can ask with an app if it works for you. You could write him a text or knit him a sweater. If you can't beat together, you can write him a letter. Whatever, whatever,
5: whatever gets you talking. Whatever, whatever,
4: whatever gets you talking. You could chat on the game, kick off your flip-flops. You can ask on your couch while you binge watch. However you do it, you got to ask a friend. And if they don't share, you can ask again. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you
5: talking.
3: Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation.
0: You're listening to Golden Bear football coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Cutstown.
2: 45 minutes down, 15 to go from Andre Reid Stadium. The Golden Bears hold a 17-9 lead over the visiting Marauders here going into the fourth quarter, a third down and four from their own 44-yard line. The freshman quarterback, Brett Knight. Does he have what it takes to lead the Marauders to a shocking upset on the road here against KU. Flags fly, and it looks like Hakeem and Melvin got an early start. All
1: start.
11: offense number two, five yard
0: penalty. Like I said, Jack, just penalties have been haunting the Marauders all day long. They're, they've been struggling on that side of the ball. I mean, puts the ball the not, not to mention, I mean, sixth
2: penalty the of the day for Millersville.
0: Yeah, that's that's a tough number to swallow. You're going to look back at that, and say, we got to correct it. Not not to not to mention. On the season, they have 23 penalties.
2: Nye takes the snap, third down and nine. He is gonna be dropped. Earl Voles gets in the backfield. Looked like Nye might slip away for just a moment, but down he goes. Earl Voles. The Redshirt senior defensive tackle gets home with the sack and gets the Golden Bears defense off the field. Zach goes for a loss of seven. And Zach Banta on the punt. You know, back out onto the field early in the fourth quarter for the Marauders. And Earl Vols is excited.
0: What a, jo- what a great job at Earl Vols on that defensive line. Just broke through like there was no one even there. Exactly what the doctor ordered. And
2: you get your offense back on the field. Fair catch called. Lloyd will call for it back in his own. 27-yard line, and that is where the Golden Bears line. will set up shop with 14-11 to go in the fourth quarter. We'll now send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline.
6: Thank you, Jack. We're getting to that stage of the game, that weird stage, where uh, Millersville is going to have to uh, consider how risky they want to be on defense. You're getting down to limited possessions. They're already down eight points. That's one score and a two-point conversion. They don't, If they go down any two scores, it becomes very difficult. Cooktown can really start running that clock down. 40 seconds each play. Uh, they can really start controlling the football uh, if they're able to run it effectively. Not sure how many possessions you're going to be able to get as Millersville. That's why that sack is so huge. Playing some complimentary football now, if they can run the football as Kutztown. We'll see if they're able to do that effectively. It has been sluggish at times in expected down. So back up to you guys.
11: So
2: Darrell Davis began on that first down carry got across the 25. An injured Marauder down on the field as Kevin Thompson as they 10 to him getting to his feet. Always a good sign to see. So he'll make his way. Gingerly off the field. That was a gain of eight on the first down carry for Daryl Davis-McNeil out to the 36-yard line.
0: Definitely a great sign to see him walking off at his own power. Looks like there's an athletic trainer helping him. But nonetheless, a good sign to see for
2: Millersville. It's also good to see a sign of leadership. One of the captains, the defensive back Alex Pellegrin, making his way out onto the field to check on his injured uh defensive that's, back partner that, that's what a captain does leads by example second down and two from the 36 early stage of this fourth quarter golden bears trying to hold on here and earn themselves at least a share of the PSAC eastern division title daryl dace mcneil across the 40 dan he will fight his way down to the 45 yard line that's a pickup of nine and good for a golden bears first down as they continue to just impose their will on the ground against this Marauders defense and with that win KU would share at minimum I should say gain a share of the PSC Eastern Division Championship for the third time in the last four seasons the Golden Bears can hold on today and win next week against Westchester they will claim the title outright as the Eastern Division's only unbeaten team absolute domination to say the least, from the Golden Bears. And a win today would assure them a appearance in the PSCC title game. Novak on a designed quarterback run off the middle. Plunges his way down to the 49-yard line. Pick up a four. 18,
1: Judd Novak keeps it for Kutztown. Hit by zero, Garrett Cox. And number 30, There's Eddie Garrett Cox Joe. stepping
0: up once again. They're the Louisville Marauders leading tackle on for the, the season. Team. We mentioned numerous times. He has a total running. of and 82 total tackles. 43 solo, 39 on the assists. 39 assists, excuse me. Definitely their main leader on defense, Jack.
2: Novak will swing it out to Davis. Cross midfield. Across the 45 and he will get down. To the 43. Gain of seven and good for a first down. Gain of eight and good for a first down. Just quick swing it out to Davis and let him work in space. A new set of downs inside the Marauder 45. Three wide receivers in the field. Ravenel, the lone man out to the right. It's Hasty and Gibson to his left. Davis in the backfield. He'll take the snap. Burrow his way down to the 41. Number
1: one, Jordan Davis on the rush for fit down, Hit by number 34, Tichon Jones. Along with number 50, Judah Roth. Two-yard gain. Second.
0: McNeil back on Bears. the field. Takes over for Davis and,
1: and
0: looks like also two sung out. Gain hasty. Quick break for those two. Definitely the Definitely two of the most hard-working people on the team, Jack. But I wouldn't say there's one person that's
2: hardworking. I would say it's a definitely a, a group. Novak hands it off to Darryl Davis-McNeil inside the 40. Bites his way to the 36-yard line.
1: number 26, davis
2: Pickup of five, third down and three.
1: Tyler malik And number 85, Austin Heiser, make the stop. So just a note, if
0: you are looking at the live stats for today's game, it says the score right now is Kutztown has 23, Millersville has 9, it's actually Kutztown has 17, Millersville does have 9. So just a note if you are looking at the live stats.
2: Neal, he'll be bottled up, short, got nowhere. Back to the line of scrimmage. Fourth down and three. Live stats are updated, by the way, to show the correct score at this juncture of the game. And Jim Clements wants to roll the dice. Yeah, you're in no man's land here. You're inside the 40 at yeah. the 36. Not enough in Dawson Evans' field goal range. I agree with this call to keep the offense out on the field and go for it. On the season, Millersville
0: lets their opposing teams convert 33% of the time, so this is where Millersville wants to be at specifically on defense, whereas Kutztown, they convert 40% of the time on fourth downs, and Jim Clements calls the timeout.
2: So Kutztown will take their first timeout of the half with 9.36 to go in the fourth quarter ahead of this. Fourth down conversion will set it to Mitchell Smedley.
6: Thank you, Jack. Obviously, I don't think it can be understated, the uh, momentousness of this play call. This decision here by uh, KU. Obviously, your options, punt, kick the field goal, or try and get three yards on offense. I do not expect them to run this football. Uh, They've seemed to try that on a couple key third and fourth downs. It has not worked. They've tried it in goal line situations. It has not worked. Look for this ball to be thrown through the air on this crucial play. Back up to you guys.
0: Thank you, Mitch.
2: Hey, buddy. Hey, how are you? We're doing good. Right. Doing good. 17 to 9. I, I, I could tell the the drum line. You you see, I was, you, I you was you in drums it, in high school. You, you, I'm excited. I love the band. I love hearing I, the band. Yes! It absolutely. The we, energy. Were,
0: we were both drumline kids in high school. That, we was, were. that was a shared experience we both had. But we're looking at a fourth down to three.
2: Th- no back in the gun. Four wide receivers on the field. Pardon me, Novak. Trying to get him a sack. Ball's on the ground. It is going to be recovered by Novak, but all the way back inside his own forty-five. Big-time defensive play by the Marauders, and they will set up shop at the Golden Bears' forty-four-yard line.
0: So we almost saw a similar situation happen. In the Lock Haven game last week, just a little bit worse. I mean, you're at Kutstown's 44. Last week, you were at Kutstown's 15. A sportsman like I took you to seven. And Kutstown's defense stood tall on the biggest possession of the game. Can Kutstown's defense
2: stand tall once again, Jack? That's the biggest question right now. We shall see. First and ten for the Marauders. Brett Nye, the freshman quarterback. This is his first collegiate game. Relieved rob footman jr so it'll be 9 28 to go on the game clock rob footman jr was relieved in the second half for brett nye we'll see what this freshman is made of his first collegiate pass in this game was good for a 68 yard touchdown as the pass swings it out underneath that's going to be caught by jaquan howard inside the 35 Bumped out the
11: 34.
2: So Jaquan Howard gets it up for a first down.
1: Number three, Anton Lloyd on the tackle. Gain of 10. First
0: and 10 for Millersville at the KU 34. Definitely
2: uh, something you want to correct quick. Wrapped up. Behind the line of scrimmage at the 36, Howard loses a couple. Second down and 12. Drew Henser there on the tackle.
1: Loss of two. Second down and 12 at the
11: 36.
0: We're finally getting to see a, a just something I noticed. We're finally getting to see a quick look at a uh, Kyrie Butler, in addition to the defensive line. one, 350 pounds.
2: Big human being right there. Nye looks to throw. Incomplete miscommunication with receiver Hakeem Melvin. is incomplete.
1: Intended for number two, Melvin. Third down and 12, the 36.
0: So this is a, a, another test for the young quarterback. Can he convert when it matters the most right here? 824 left
2: to play in today's contest. Down by 8. Nye no, looks to throw. Underneath to Morris and a halfback screen inside the 30. To the 25 still on his feet. Inside the 20. Barreling his way down inside the red zone. Down to the 17-yard line. A 19-yard catch and run. That good broader
1: first
2: down. With under eight minutes to go on this one, the Marauders within eight, so a touchdown and a two-point conversion would tie this game. So,
0: what that last play just said to me was just how great of a quarterback this young man is, is certainly going to be. He, uh, I mean, it's impressive to say at least the pocket's
2: collapsing right in front of him. He knows it, and just to find an open receiver. Nye taking a shot to the end zone again. He was not on the same page
1: with with his his wideout. Hakeem Melvin
2: Melvin was the the intended target in the back of the end zone. Second down and 10 from the 17th. 7.33 to go. Big point of the game for Millersville. They've just been hanging around and hanging around. And that's dangerous. When you hear this underdog, it makes you believe you got a chance to pull this thing out. Hand off to Morris. Nowhere to go! It was Jalen
0: DeVos. With the absolute DeVose hit stick right there, Michael Jack.
1: Yes. Third down and
2: ten for the Marauders. Inside the red zone at the 17.
0: Great job by DeVos just to stay home. He knew that we was probably gonna come to him and he knew he needed to make a big play, and he stands tall. And the biggest question: what does this freshman quarterback have?
2: Can he convert when it matters the most? Nine looks to throw. Swings it out to Morris, and he stumbled inside the 15. Nice pass to put to gain of three anymore. to the 14 yard line sets up fourth down and line. seven. That's
1: a gain of three.
2: And the field goal unit and four, Trent two, McDowell and out on out of the field to try to make this a 17 to 12 game. But you almost got to wonder with
0: what Lockhaven did 41, last week, down, are they going to try that big field goal, field goal and keep the drive 40 alive, 40 or are they just going to try to take three? 31 yard attempt?
1: 31 yard attempt.
2: 31-yard attempt. On the way, it is up, and it is good. Trent McDowell flips it through 17-12. to 12. 6.09 to go. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley.
6: Thank you, Jack. A lot going on here with 6.09 to go. First and foremost, we've got some revitalized energy in Andre Reed, thanks to some of the tailgaters that have made their way into the stadium. Solo cups in hand. And they've come to play. They're very rowdy. Getting the crowd going here. You can hear the band behind me now. But a lot going on on the field as well. 3rd and 12, a halfback screen gets the first down. That drive looks like it had the potential to go all the way and potentially tie this game. Luckily, the KU defense learned from that play. And on 3rd and 10, they were right there to stop the screen. A lot going on. A lot of chess matches on the play-calling part of things. On that fumble, that 20-yard loss on the 4th down fumble, immediate pressure, Millersville sent the house and it worked knocked the ball out and really flipped the field, able to come away with three but feels like a huge missed opportunity and momentum swing from Millersville to Cooktown, we'll see if it translates to the offense for KU, Golden Bears about to get back on the field, back up to you
4: guys Thank you
2: Mitch Marauders getting set to kick it away 6.09 to go 17-12, 17-12, to 12, it's a five-point game. Cutsdown obviously gonna be looking to score in this ensuing offensive possession as it's booted away. Out across the 20, Ravenel out of the 25, it'll be wrapped up at the 26-yard line. All right, what I was gonna say, building off my point, obviously looking to score, but you're trying to run off time here too with just over six minutes to go in this fourth quarter. You want to run off as much time as you can. That way, even if you don't score, the Marauders don't have a lot of time back when they get the football. It's a 19-yard return for Ravenel.
0: And dare I say this might be a uh, must-score drive for the Golden Bears. I mean, you're up by five. So even if you get three on the board, that... Puts Millersville in a situation where they either they gotta go for
2: two to tie it. Novak in the gun. Sign quarterback run to the left. And it'll be bottled up going nowhere.
1: Great team on the carry. Number one Isaiah Onashak. Isaiah five, Austin make the tackle. No gain on the play. Second down. Austin Heiser.
2: They're on the tackle. No gain for Novak.
0: And honestly, it might be time for Jed Novak to hit the air with another big pass. I mean, most of the passes that he threw today were off by about a couple yards. Uh, Just one of of these situations where you
2: got to air it out. Novak rolls out right. Floats it for Gibson. Incomplete. Third down and ten.
1: The intended receiver yeah, such a stingy third down, third down
2: defense. Golden Bears, four of ten on third down conversions today. And trying to get a critical one here. Just over five minutes to play.
0: And, and at this point, what can Judd Novak do? I mean, whatever it takes to get those 10 yards. Average, they convert 39% of the time. Whereas Millersville lets their opponents
2: cover 31% of the time. So third and ten. Novak looks to throw. Looking for Hasty underneath. They were not on the same page. That ball is out before Hasty finished developing his route. Golden Bears go three and out, and they'll be giving the ball right back at the twenty-seven to Millersville.
1: And all the momentum now, Jack, is
0: in Millersville's favor, to say the least. They're they're right where they want to be. Now you gotta hope that defense can stand tall once more.
2: With 509 left to play. Lord, high punt. Alexander will call for the fair catch. Takes it at the, the excuse me the twenty-eight yard line. And that is where the Marauders will start. 5 2 to go. And we'll send it down to Mitch.
6: Thanks, Jack. Puzzling play calling. That drive took uh, just over one minute off of the game clock. Really, three first downs on that drive would have almost effectively ended the game with six minutes to go. Um, And you start off on first down with that QB draw that has gone nowhere all day. They got behind the chains. two incomplete passes later. This ball is in the hands of Millersville, the chance to take the lead. Back up to you guys.
2: First and ten from the 28. Hand off to Morris. Fights his way to the 30. Still going. And he'll get out to the 31. Pick up of three. They're on first down. Morris carries.
1: Right down 15, again
2: important to note if the Golden Bears can hold on and win this game they would ensure themselves at a minimum a share of the PSAC East championship for the third time in the last four seasons if they can win both this game and the one next week against Westchester they would hold the outright title in the East as the only unbeaten team thrown over the middle incomplete from Makai Alexander says of a third and seven and with wins already over East Strasburg and Shepard. A win today would have the Golden Bears representing the Eastern Division in the PSAC Championship game. Four minutes and 29 seconds away from that. Third down and seven. Biggest third down of the game. 17-12, down ahead. Crowd getting loud at Andre Reed. Nye, the true freshman quarterback, takes a snap. Looks to throw. He's going to be sacked. and Pullman, the redshirt junior from Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey, with a big-time sack for the Golden Bears for a loss of seven. And that will get the defense off the field, forcing a three and out. When the Golden Bears defense needs a play, so many guys can step up. And Pullman just a rotational guy on that defensive line, but he's made some big plays this year, and he adds one there. He's come up with some timely sacks. Adds another one to his ledger. Banta boots it away. Thomas and Lloyd, the return man's going to take a bounce at the 41-yard line, and they'll go out of bounds at the 39-yard line, and that is where Judd Novak and the Bears will take over with 3.37 to play, trying to ice this one.
1: Both teams have
2: three timeouts, and we'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley.
6: Thank you very much, Jack. 337. You're into that four-minute offense now. You're looking for two first downs, and with the timeouts called and everything, uh, two first downs should just about put this game on ice, assuming that you use two or three plays to get to that first down. The play calling: look, run, run, pass in this situation. Run, run, pass, run, run, pass on each new set of downs. Back up to you guys.
2: First and ten from the 39. Ravenel Ellen Gibson, the wideouts on the field. Daryl Davis on the backfield. Handoff up the gut. Across the 40. Down to the 43-yard line.
1: Pick up a four. Number one, Isaiah Kornishak, number thirty. And now, just
0: as, this. And getting back to Mitch's point, just a run, run, pass. So, I mean, whatever it takes to get those first downs, a couple of first downs, and game's over. I mean, 3-0, 3-0-5 and ticking on the clock.
2: Handoff to Daryl Davis McNeil. Down to the 46.
1: Number 26, Daryl Davis-McNeil on the rush, brought down by number 15, Judah Rock. Three-yard gain. The ball is at the Coatstown 46-yard line. It is third down and three from Excuse me. You. I said
2: all team, both teams have all three timeouts. Coatstown only has two timeouts. Millersville has all three as the Golden Bears had to burn one earlier when they were elected to go for it on fourth down on the Marauder side of the field.
0: Just need to convert here. 2.17 left to play. And remember, a first down will stop the clock. So if Kudstad does convert here, the clock will stop.
2: Novak, quarterback run to the outside across midfield. Flag's going to come down. It'll slide down at the 46. Looks like this one's going to be coming back for a hold on the third down three.
1: 47 yard line. There is a flag on the play. Offense
0: number penalty. Down. I mean, it is the right call, Jack. Let's be honest with ourselves. It, it it really is. I mean, we could see that hole up here. I mean, it's not what you wanted. It's a, definitely a drive killer. I mean, you're looking at a third and three now. You're looking at a third and thirteen. One fifty nine left to play. I mean, it's it's whatever it takes now to get a, a, a first down. A first down pretty much solidifies a win here for the Golden Bears in my opinion.
2: Third and 13 from their own 36.
0: And plus two, it'll speak to the testament of Judd Novak and what he can really do.
2: Down to three on the play clock. 145 on the game clock. Handoff. Daryl Davis-McNeil spins his way to the 40-yard line.
1: Pick up of four. Millersville's going to take a
2: timeout with 1.35 to go. Their first time out of the half. So they're going to get the ball back with under two minutes to go. And we'll see the freshman quarterback, Brett Nye, who's going to have to try to run a two-minute drill to get Millersville the win with the touchdown. And the real question is at this point, what does
0: Brett Nye have in him? What can he do to put his team on top, pull out the upset at Andre Reid on our homecoming? game it's, it's a situation that
2: cuts down. we're gonna quickly send it down to Mitchell Smedley though on the sideline
6: thank you Jack well a killer penalty on the offense there for down on that holding call and now on homecoming it all comes down to this man Brett Nye the football guy can he lead a heroic drive here at Andre Reed Stadium against the Golden Bears. We shall see. That Golden Bears defense, though, has been cooking in this fourth quarter. Some timely sacks. Look for pressure to be a big factor here on this final drive. This, now Josh, is a must-stop going forward. Back up to you guys.
2: Thank you, Mitch. High punt from Malone. Melvin will call the fair catch from his zone 16, part of me. So we'll see the freshman quarterback, Brett Nye. Three timeouts and 129 to go. We'll have to go 84 yards for a touchdown. Enough time and enough timeouts to not have to rush their way down the field.
1: It's going be a 17-yard line for
2: the ball will be placed, a 43-yard punt. So make it 83 yards, one less to go for the Marauders. Starting quarterback Rob Footman Jr. was relieved at the half. He was 6-for-12 for 85 yards, along of 43 to Hakeem Melvin to set up the field goal right before the break. But Nye ever since, 5-of-9, 109 yards and a touchdown. Aided by a 68-yard touchdown to Makai Alexander. Over the middle, caught by the tight end, out across the 25. It was Brian Richardson, Richardson,
1: eight, Richardson. Down, down to the 26.
2: 15 and counting. Pickup of nine there on first down. 70 seconds to go. Nye looks to throw. Fires. That's caught. Over the middle of the field, across the 35, and that's Cam Taylor. Clock will stop as we're under two minutes. A First down will stop the clock. 12-yard gain out to the 38. One minute left to go in the fourth quarter. Nye looks to throw. Steps up just floats it out of bounds, incomplete, with 53 seconds to go, second down and 10. The intensity rising here from these Golden Bears faithful. Trying to make it loud and tough for this Marauders
0: offense, but... And even tougher for Brett Nice. But considering that this is his first collegiate game. It's a tough situation for him to be put in, but...
8: Getting a little intense handled- too. Golden Bears just
2: trying to hang on here and get out of here with a win. Second and ten from the 38. Over in the middle, caught by the tight end Richardson.
1: Slung down. Ryan Richardson brought down by number
2: Tyler Wary. Wary makes the tackle with 45 seconds. The Marauders will burn their second timeout. That was the gain of six. This is the gain of five to the 43. So third and five. And Josh. What do the Golden Bears got to do here? Get off to field the plane. A little bit of soft coverage, letting them take the underneath. They just don't want to get burned over the top. You you can't get burned over the top. Uh,
0: there's no other option because if you do, the game's over. I mean, you have 45 seconds left to go. I mean, you you could give up a field goal, but that's really about it. But at this point, Louisville is not going for the field goal. They want they want it. They want all or nothing. They have no other choice. At this they point. have to
2: go for the touchdown.
0: It it, it needs to be six. Um, but. For quits down you, you, you need to you need to make Brett and I make some plays that would make him feel uncomfortable, I think. Um, put a lot of coverage downfield. Let them make that quick check down pass. I mean, it'll work, but you can't let them convert here on on, on third down. Because, because not to mention too, they have two timeouts left.
2: 45 seconds. Nye looks to throw. He sacked. The ball is on the ground. They're going to signal fourth down. They're going to say he was down before the ball came out. And with 31 seconds, the Marauders will burn their final timeout. Huge defensive play again for the Golden Bears. They get home.
0: And one more stop. That's the only thing Goodstown needs.
1: Fourth down, and.
0: Because at this point,
2: Goodstown has two timeouts. Millersville has none. That was, that was their last. That was their last timeout. They're going to say that was a fumble, but the right guard, Zach Shelley, got back on it to keep it with the Marauders. They could somehow convert this long fourth and 17 from their own 31. And keep the drive alive. Zach Shelley will be praised for that play to have the awareness to get back on the football. But this is it, this is the game right here. 31 seconds to go, it'll be a fourth and 17 for the Marauders. Kutztown with one stop, locks up at least a share of the Eastern Division title. And a PSAC championship berth.
0: Kutztown getting loud. One stop, that's
2: all they need.
10: Nine and the gun. 17.
2: Four wide receivers on the field. Feels the pressure, flowers it incomplete. A turnover on downs with 27 seconds to go. it gets home and makes him feel the heat. has to rush that pass. A turnover on downs. And one kneel down will give the Golden Bears the win. To improve to 7-2. 6-0 in Eastern Division play. And put them back in the PSAC title game for the second time in the last three years. Last time they were in the title game was 2021 against Slippery Rock. And after this snap, Novak takes the kneel. The time will run out. This one is over. The Golden Bears are gonna win it 17 to 12 over Millersville. It was not without some sweat. It was not without a little bit of panic at the end, but the defense locked things up. Got the goal, it was the win, and,
11: and
1: once we send again into the
2: PSAC championship game as the representative of the Eastern Division. A homecoming day win for the various amounts of Kutztown alumni that showed up
1: share of the PSAC East Championship. And what a year it's Golden been in Georgia's Eastern Division game on Saturday, 11th, play. So at- the
2: Golden Bears will host the PSAC title game. It's been announced they will host Slippery Rock like they did in 2021, regardless of what happens next week at Westchester. The only thing that will be determined is if they can win next week's game, they'll be the outright Eastern Division champions. If they lose to Westchester, they'll hold a share of the Eastern Division title, but hold the tiebreakers. They will meet Slippery Rock here in two weeks' time. November 11th, the PSAC championship game, as the Golden Bears look to be PSAC champs for the second time in three years, but that's for two weeks' time, and that will be talked about plenty. Josh, we're here today. Golden Bears win it 17-12. It was your favorite side of the ball defense that really took over, especially in the second half. What did you make of the win? Impressive, to say
0: the least. Defense gives up their first touch their first two touchdowns in the month. Excuse me, no, their first touchdown. Excuse me. Uh, I mean, it, it was inevitable, probably going to happen. Um, great job by Brett and I to connect for that 60-yard 60 60-yard 60 touchdown uh, catch. But I mean, sound just absolutely dominant on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, just. Every week they show up when it matters the most. When they need need that big play, they step up time in and time out. And, I mean, it was another impressive win for the Golden Bears and ultimately what you need in a situation like that.
2: Absolutely, Josh. The offense got off to a great start. They had 260 total yards at the break, but only were able to add on 82 more after that. Um, So for KU, 342 yards on 65 plays. 105 passing yards from Novak on 6 of 19. He was a big factor on the ground, though. 71 yards, two touchdowns on 12 carries. Jordan Davis, 78 yards. Gerald Davis-McNeil, 84 yards. Golden Bears finished with 237 yards total on the ground. Two touchdowns. What a day. We mentioned at the top of the broadcast, impose your will on them physically and just establish yourselves on the ground. They did that here today.
0: Absolutely. The offensive, the running side of the ball was Impressive, to say the least, and just a great win for the Golden Bears. But, I mean, to, to have 237 rushing yards today, that is impressive.
2: Impressive, to say the least. Yes, it was. Absolutely it was. Again, there still strives to be taken in the passing game, but Novak didn't have to do a whole heck of a lot on that area. Oh to get the Golden Bears a win. And really, it's all about whatever you need to do to win the football. 1-0. 1-0 each and every week. They've done that. With this win, the Golden Bears extend their winning streak to seven in a row. They are 6-0 and 0 in Eastern Division play. Now 7-2 and 2 on the year. 6-0 and 0 in interdivision play. And with this win over Millersville, make it 13 straight wins for the Golden Bears over the rival Marauders. Last time, the Marauders still searching for their first win over KU, and they'll have to wait another year. Last time they beat Kutztown 2009 in a double-over-T thriller, 41-35. Kutztown continues to have a reign over this division. A lot of their rivals, they have a long winning streak against. Bloomsburg, Shippensburg, Lockhaven, and Millersville as well. This has really been Kutztown's division for many, many years now, as they've been one of the top teams in the East on, and, you know, ever since head coach Jim Clements Stepped up. Has taken over.
0: Yeah, uh, he definitely has turned this into a dominant program where that has led the PSAC East, and it's impressive to say the least, Jack. You mentioned it. I'm not even going to reiterate it. You said it word for word. That was the Clements'
2: 101st game as the head coach of the Golden Bears. He has now won 74 of those games. That is a pretty good track record for the Golden Bears head coach. He's 17 years at KU. Nine is as a head coach, he's been so great for this program and he's produced many talented players. Can't say enough of what he's done this time here at Kutztown. But they, for this season, continue to scratch and claw their way to wins. Uh, it's not always the most convincing. It's some tight games down to the wire. But I think it's good for your players to have that experience, to be able to play in close games, know what it's like because when you come down to the big moments of the season like the PSCC title game which they'll be playing in in two weeks time they need to have that experience to play in the big moments so they don't freeze up they don't you know shrivel up in the moment and the moment is not too big for them I think it's vital to have experience and play games like this down to the wire now not every single week but I think it is valuable in a sense to have this experience in these types of games um, to know be able to prepare yourself for for the biggest moments of the year and the most important games of the year Absolutely.
0: I, I, I think you have a script of what I'm about to say in this post-game show, because that was my next point. These type of games are preparing them for the month of November. That's playoff football. That's where it matters the most. Your record in the regular season doesn't mean anything anymore. It's about whoever, at the end of the 60 minutes of football, maybe some overtime, is holding up a trophy...
2: That's what it comes down to. Yes, it is, Josh. Well, the Golden Bears, one regular season game remaining. It'll be next Saturday. They're traveling down to take on their arch rivals, the Westchester Golden Rams, who pulled out a win 42-27 today against Lockhaven. The Bald Eagles, the surprise story of the year in the PSAC. We saw them just last week, and it'll be a fun battle. Always is when those two teams get on the field, being Westchester and Cuts Kutzt- just not because of the rivalry sense, but it's always fun to see those two teams go at it. Traditionally, two of the better teams in the Eastern Division. Absolutely, and dare I say,
0: as our sideline reporter, Mitchell Smedley joins us up here in the press box, K-War will be carrying live coverage of that football game. The three of us, the dynamic trio, Jack, I'm myself, Josh, too. Mitchell Smedley will be joining us down. We'll be Calling the game live in Westchester. Kickoff time is, I believe, one o'clock. My old
6: stomping
0: grounds. Your old stomping grounds. We're Westchester, stuff. twelve o'clock start. Eleven thirty pregame show live in Westchester. So please make sure to tune into that. But Jack, KOR players
2: at the game. Who, who are we going with? I'll, I'll let you go first. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jordan Davis. Okay. Uh, I really love what Jordan Davis did on the ground today, and you could really give it to any of, of the guys who, you know. Took the rock in the backfield. Daryl Davis-McNeil. Heck, even Judd Novak had a great game. But I'm going to go with Jordan Davis. Only 11 carries, but got 78 yards. That's 7.1 yards per carry. Really good day on, you know, some limited touches. But he he was efficient every single time uh, the football was put in his hands. So Jordan Davis, great game today. I love this duo that the Golden Bears have. Daryl Davis-McNeil, Jordan Davis. Love to see it. They were both highly efficient here this afternoon. I think
0: for my player, I'm going to have to go with Tyler Wary. Uh, you mentioned that the, the running attack was so impressive, but I think Tyler Wary was there every time they needed to stop, and he just he was there. His coverage was great all all night tonight, all day today. Excuse me, and he was the reason that I think Gold Bears
2: won it today absolutely both sides of the ball were tremendously effective golden bears rushing attack was incredible defensively they stood up all day long just allowing one touchdown through their month of october games four of them they allowed just one touchdown that came here today on a 68-yard hookup uh, from brett nye to makai alexander well that will do it for us here today from andre reed stadium your final score kutztown 17 millersville 12. the golden bears are going back to the psac championship game in two weeks time But next week, you can tune into our coverage live here on KUR for the noon start against the rival
11: Westchester Golden Rams. For Mitchell Mitchell Smedley, Joshua Toot, I'm Jack Heim saying so long.